Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. You hit me once, I hit you back You gave a kick, I gave a slap You smashed a plate over my head Then I set fire to our bed You hit me once, I hit you back You gave a kick, I gave a slap You smashed a plate over my head Then I set fire to our Welcome to Flame On. I am Brian. I have here Oral. Hi, everybody. Hashtag Amoral Oral. Amen, sister. Eric. Hey, baby. Our resident Jean Grey. And the flaming heterosexual Jeff. Always a pleasure. We are here today to discuss things in the media that we are enamored with, we hated, or we just kind of went, eh. But we want to mention it anyway. Just so you know, there will be spoilers, as there always are on this show, so... Please, if you don't want to be spoiled, just kind of pay attention to what we're going to talk about and skip out. But by the time we actually put it out, it's like six weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> People will still complain about spoilers, though. No, they do. And that's do. this is why I'm saying it now, because a lot of times we just kind of roll through it. But this goes without saying, I think, from pretty much from here on out. Now, there are some things that we may not spoil because... I don't want to have it spoiled, or Jeff doesn't want to have it spoiled. Or, oh, that's yeah. always been the case. But sometimes we'll do it anyway, and we'll just, you know, we'll just we'll be very quiet for that section. Is what happens. To be fair, I don't have a problem with spoilers. That's I don't true. mind things being ruined for me as like, long as they're you ruined Batman Begins. Oh, you're gonna hold that over me the rest of my life, aren't you? Told me that he was actually Raza Ghul. Oh just, wow, that's terrible. Just what? blurted oh, it out, brother. Because <laughs> I should have seen it coming. Like, come on, really. We knew, we should have known from that first yeah, promotional that, photo. You know, they try to get over on. I, it, I was I was mad at the time. But anyway, yes. but one thing. Well, we'll talk about it. So let's dig in. Uh, movies wise, there haven't been a whole lot of new amazing movies that we're all very excited about uh, that we have seen. But there are a few trailers a that have come trailers. out. 
Yeah. Uh, most recently, uh, there was a Transformers, I believe. Yeah, a Marvel. The Marky they Mark trailer. Me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like he, the first trailer is like, is he even in the movie? <laughs> well, so this is still the same series of Transformers yes. movies, but they are relaunching, rebooting new humans, same robots, but. It's now edgier. With oh, edgier? It's edgier. Like they said, the uh, the time of Transformers is over. So I guess after the shit that went down in the third one, they kind of like got rid of the Transformers. And the government's turned yeah. on them. They don't need them anymore. And until the world goes shit again. And then, oh look, <laughs> there's more Transformers coming down from the sky. Now they're Dinobots. I do like the Dinobots. I I'm love not the Dinobots. I also like the Constructicons. Is that the, what they called them? The little... that, that was in the last one. Was it? Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I'm, I'm a big fan of those kind of things. You think they'll ever get to Beast Wars? I would kill for a Beast Wars oh movie. God, so yeah. I would. You never know. <sighs> if they're rebooting, we have another trilogy coming. Very well, well. And you know, I would like actually some of these where they go back to Cybertron movies. You know, yeah. that's be cool. Or well, the video they, games. The video games still take place before all the the shit goes down. So oh, it's yeah. all about the war on Cybertron. So that's, oh. that's kind of cool. I haven't. I haven't Which makes no sense are... why they turn into cars when they're still on Cybertron. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Are the video games? <laughs> yeah. so we play. Are, are the video games any good though? Yeah, I actually, they're really good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well. Uh, another trailer I had seen this. Uh, I think maybe the Super Bowl right after the new Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm. Apparently, um, we have two strong Godzilla fanboys. I in the room. can't wait. I just want to see Mothra and the little Polynesian girls. You have to wait a sequel because <laughs> those, those and, are my the mm-hmm. and the clam and the clam. Are they in a clam? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I could remember that. Oh, that's right. They come out of the clam. Okay. Mm. And they bring in Rodan. That would be sweet. Rodan would be nice. I, was, I love my own Rodan movie. Oh, I can't wait. I, I'm so excited. I love that trailer where it's just Brian Cranston like rage crying at people. You tried to hide it, and now it's come back. There was, uh, and there's nothing we can do. Blue meth, baby. Well, like, there, I guess there was some screening that a whole bunch of different websites went to, and they played the scene that they used in the trailer for Brian Cranston talking about that. It happens uh-huh. early on in the movie, and they don't give away what happens, but he's very upset. And they said that just that performance alone was like he's. Going for an Oscar in a Godzilla movie, like, like it, it works. It, it works. Great. He looked Godzilla looked great, and they still have the screen. You know, I didn't realize how bigger each movie he gets bigger and oh bigger my god, he's bigger, huge, humongous. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. Well, I mean, last time he was just a like an Asian guy in a Godzilla suit. Oh wait, wait, the, the Matthew Broderick one? No, they, that was he was no, an iguana. We ignore that one. Oh, we, we don't that count one? that. Okay. No. What about the one in the eighties with um? Oh, that god. was in a Godzilla suit. Yeah, was that it? was the Godzilla suit. Not the Japanese one, though. The American. Yeah, okay, 1985. Man in suit then? Godzilla okay. 1985. I remember those days. Yeah. It was sure. Godzilla suit. Okay. That was how, uh, what was it, Toho? Those guys of the production so, yeah. company? Toho? That's how they did it. Well, of course. Now, uh, another. Well, actually, there was. I feel like there's one more trailer. I know I've been seeing Guardians. Did we talk about Guardians? No, I don't nope. think we right. did. So, yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Um, Ooga like Chaka. Ooga Chaka. <laughs> I, I love that song, which was awesome. Um, I. The humorous tone, like with James Gunn helming this, you kind of figured it would be a little humorous. Yeah. And, you know, given that the book has a good little dose of sarcasm and sort of, right. you know, that kind of, I don't know. It's adventure. I don't know. It, it felt like something from, like, the 80s. I don't know. It's, they're giving you, okay, they're giving you uh, Red Dwarf. I think that's great. They're, that's what that's what I'm getting from it. It's mm-hmm. this, like, yes, you're out in the cosmos, and there's this slight kind of like ridiculousness to it, but it all is very, it's like it, 
it's still very serious, but it's very not lighthearted, just kind of goofy. Um, not too slapsticky, but I'm excited. All right, yeah. we're excited. What do you think the rest of the world's going to think that don't know that they rely on the movies for their superheroes? This, know. You know, we know the Guardians. We're it's, excited. It's a complete dice roll at this point. That's the thing. You know, I'm like, I'm super stoked, but like when I talk to my brother-in-law, my niece and nephew, they're like, what the hell was that? Like, oh. This is Marvel <laughs> back in 2007 because mm-hmm. they took a complete chance with Iron Man. True. People knew the Hulk. People knew Spider Man. People knew X Men. Even nobody knew who Iron Man was that didn't read the comic books, That's and it worked. True. Well, he had his mullet TV show. <laughs> did he? The, in oh, the nineties, the animated yeah, one, the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, but they had an Avengers cartoon too. Yeah, that's true. This yeah. one, that was a complete. The only thing that helped pull that in was all the major actors. They don't even have. Well, actually, no, I take that back because they have Glenn Close. Hey, Glenn Close. They got Chris Pratt. They got who, Chris Pratt. Oh, look, so he dreamy. Looks, oh my god, he looks incredible. Jason Momoa, not the say big actor, but people follow the him. one who's playing Gamora. How do you say her name? Zoe Saldana. So, yeah. Yeah. so she's yeah. So they have a decent yeah. cast. What I love is their voice talent. I mean, <laughs> you have Vin Diesel who uh, he says one uh, thing. Yeah, he says one thing in the whole movie. They just reuse it over and over. And then the, what's his name? Um, Bradley Cooper. Does you know, rock. they're they're just voice actors, so that'll yeah. be interesting. Uh, what's his name, Mister Cellophane? I was thinking, I can't never think of his name. John C. John C. Riley. Riley. Yeah, yeah which, that, his role. He's he's Nova. I think. I, yeah, he's part of the Nova Corps. He's Nova Corps. I no. swear, if they call him Richard Ryder, I'm walking out. No, they can't. No, they, no I would yes. drop. I would drop my popcorn on the floor and. Just I walk would out. burn every theater to the ground. <laughs> Not going with you, girl. Because <laughs> Nova, the way they look, is nothing like Nova. The way oh, no, any of all. us have ever. And that's my only nitpicky yeah. thing about it is that. I love Richard Ryder. I love Nova. I do. Too. Jeff Loeb's Sam Alexander. I I've stopped because it's just I don't care. Yeah. I really and it's not that it's a bad book. It's a great book for a younger audience. Yeah. But it's just I don't care. It's not our Nova. It's right. it's kind of like probably when uh, Wally West was introduced. A lot of fans mm. were like, "Well, it's not mine." Or when Kyle came around, and you know, right? I mean. He has his place, and it actually the way he's been drawn out and his backstory, he could be just like Richard Ryder could come back and they'd be good. Like, it's not the same thing, but I don't, I think they're going to have Sam Alexander, maybe, if not, they're not going to do Rich Ryder. Yeah, knowing knowing Marvel and how they're trying to build a unified front for all of their media, yeah. they would push. They would probably show Sam as a human on yeah. Earth, not. I know, you know, yeah. but everybody would, else knowing. Yeah, they would do after this movie if it, if it does well enough. They would probably do a Sam Alexander origin story, like they did in the first yeah. six yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah. They do something like that, which is interesting. Like it turns I mean, out, oh, his dad was a Nova Corps. He's been in the Ultimate, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. I think he's oh, been the, there. The, the cartoon, yeah, yeah, the cartoon. Oh, yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, not, not <laughs> books. And uh, and then I think he was there even before his like uh, little cameo in the books, and then he got his own series. So he's been around for so little time, and yet because Loeb is Mister. Uh, Marvel TV. Yeah, he's kind of... Got to put my son everywhere. Yeah, my son's going to be everywhere. Which is kind of cool. But um, All right, so while we're talking about movies, I just finally watched Riddick. Oh, how was it? I haven't watched it yet. I haven't, I haven't seen it. What I loved about Pitch Black is the kind of simplicity of the situation, but yet this uh, character who, at the time, nobody knew. And then um, it was a, it was a, an indie film. It will very or less. much so. But that's like the what first this. One? Yep. Yeah, really. Pitch oh, Black, absolutely. So low budget. Well, and that's what this I one is. I loved it though. Oh, it was great. Yeah. So Riddick. The th- 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 there's three movies in the Riddick collection. Middle one was the big budget, crazy whatever. It was because Pitch Black did so well. 
what if we throw yeah. you know hundred billion and, and honestly Chronicles Riddick was not bad at all it just wasn't as well received you're the only one who of, thinks that yeah. really I, I don't know I, I, like, the, I like the Necromongers I like the Underverse I like all that uh, Carl Urban is fabulous and, and he yeah. comes back and so they bring a little bit of that back to kind of give backstory just to but explain most of the movie is like pitch black it's on a planet Riddick is trying to survive against, you know, adversaries. We'll just say that. Because they wanted credit that he was a prisoner again. They crash landed on that planet again. Right? Is that the thing? Not exactly. He gets on the planet. I don't want to spoil how. But basically, he's there, and there's these bounty hunters, and there are these other people who, who want him, and who, who will do whatever it takes to capture him or kill him. And he has to, at first, basically su- survive and sort of take care of them, like, not killed necessarily, but in some cases, but just avoid or, you know, incapacitate, you know. So it changes. Like, there's a there's a thing that happens. Again, I don't want to spoil too much. You know, it's been out forever. There's a thing that happens that eventually changes everything, and the planet starts to kind of come alive, and things change, kind of like in Pitch Black. Right. Where they're all out to survive. In fact, there's, there's a scene that was in the trailer. It's got him on this mountain, and there's lightning and thunder, and there's all these creatures coming up the thing. Right. And he's only yeah, got, right. like, a not even a sword. I think he's just got, like, a rock, and he's, like, banging. I mean, that scene is one of the coolest, like, shots, and just, it's, it's kind of awesome. He must like, have been naked. <laughs> if only. So naked. Because I'll tell oh, you this. Starbuck uh, gets naked in it. She does. And I don't care. <laughs> well, some of our listeners, in fact, actually well, more than we'd think, are straight and they are they like women. So or we have a good lesbian contingent true. that would and love actually, to see some Katie Sackoff. She is a lesbian in this in the movie. Oh, well, uh, okay. Ostensibly, it's kind of it's kind of you know like you know a little back and forth. But I will just tell you this: if you haven't had a chance to see Riddick's out on Blu-ray, it is awesome, worth the it watch. Is, yeah, if it's only a couple like the, the CG budget, we could tell it was a little low because some of the scenes with those ships from the Chronicles of Riddick, you know. They look a little cheesy, like like sci-fi movie of the week sort of graphic it's level. From Sharknado, the, movie, the same thing. Yeah, they just spliced <laughs> in only, the footage. Though, I think it would have looked better because anyway. So let's move on to some TV. Speaking of lower budgets, let's talk. There's a lot of TV now. I have not watched Looking yet. I did you watch the season finale? No, I didn't. Oh, God damn it. Oh, I, was out. I was out, girl. We can't how? talk. It, it was how many episodes is this? You're here. Jared just walked Jared. into the room. Right arrival, Hi, Jared. Jared. We're talking about looking the show I have yet to watch. How many episodes were in the season? Six. Eight. No, no that six. is really short. Oh, it was a short little thing. I thought it was eight. Well, you was know, I guess eight? Showtime. Yeah, no, it's, it's eight. Those it's little, eight. Little, little I think I think style. you guys are right in the middle. I think it was seven. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Josh. So, I mean, overall successful sort of look at gay sort of culture in San Francisco. It was real for me. It was like what really goes on. Yeah, you know how like people just live their lives and they try to look for the happiness and the drama and the relationships. It was it was fun. It's very. And I slice can't say of, anything, and I hate you. I all. know it's very <laughs> slice of life. Okay, and I'm in love with Richie. I love you, Richie. <laughs> Any other it famous? Was eight episodes. Eight oh. episodes. I'm the a guy from uh, the British. What's the show? Oh yeah, Russell yeah. Tovey. I heard he's like a he's oh, hot, and he well, looks good. I can't. He, oh, like all muscly. He. Oh. The thing is, I've always loved Russell Tovey. Yeah. Like. Sometimes I would only watch Being Human for Russell Tovey. Mm-hmm. And so the the fact that he shows up as a recurring like character mm-hmm. is just everything. And they yeah, yeah. they mm-hmm. really play the part of like play up that he's actually an attractive guy. Yeah. Because in all of his other roles, he's kind of been he's the ones the, that I've seen. He's the weird looking one. Yeah, he's like the dowdy, quiet, awkward one. But oh, oh God. 
So what they're saying is you need to watch. Oh, can I say oh, one I thing? To. Can I give yes. one thing away? Yes. Yeah. So Scott Bakula makes out with Dom. And so he, I was going to wonder if he showed back up or if he's he yeah. pretty pretty, uh, pretty consistent on the show. And they just, I was just like, oh. I'm watching it tonight. You go, Scott. Does it it make you want to watch Quantum Leap again in a whole new light? No. 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 Make you want to watch Enterprise again? God, no. 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 So, uh, now this is very important. We have had two episodes of RuPaul Drag Race. Yes. uh, Season six. Oh, wait a minute. Backtrack. Uh, Did we finish with... Oh, if you haven't watched Looking, definitely give it a shot. It's Slice of Life. It's not Queer as Folk. It's not... Sex all the time. It's just people living their lives, slice of life stuff. If you like that sort of thing, then totally watch it. It's a character study. And now you have the end of the season, so you can go and watch the entire season in one run. Mm -hmm. Half hour episodes, pretty easy to binge watch. Yeah. I love you, Ro. (laughs) I love you so much. So we've had two episodes (laughs) of RuPaul Drag Race, and the third one is on tonight. We tape on a Monday, Mm. and there's no tape involved, but you know. And uh, so far, we've introduced to all the main people. In fact, they did a two-part opening where half the girls came out the first week, and then one of them was eliminated. Half the girls came out the second week, and another one was eliminated. Um, what do we think? Who's our favorites, or who are we least I like favoring? The one that you liked. That ben like, Delacreme? The- ben Delacreme. Yes, that's who, the one I like. not Jinx's brother. Uh, that was un- incorrect, or uncorrect, if you like that. Uh, but they are BFFs. Okay. I th- I had heard that, and I think I said that. Anyway, so yeah, I love Ben de la Creme. But what about the second group? Who do we like in the second group? And nobody impressed me. You um, like Milk? I kind of milk, like Milk. Milk, I Was like. That the first one? That's the, the second bearded. one. The bearded. bearded. Like came out in like the Arabian sort of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Had the little fake beard on. The very right. first one reminded me of you that came out in the second one, the really bitchy one. Oh, come on, girl. <laughs> think about it. It was Ooh. you. Tearing everybody Ooh. apart. The, the everybody one, the apart. one. The dark, the Spanish one. Oh, the yeah. The first one that showed oh, up. Yeah, the was, big island. My Rolodex of Amadala. hate. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Trinity. Was that? I think it's Trinity. No. no. I'm from New York. I know. Trinity Trinity is the one from Atlanta. You're going to have to okay. forgive us, everybody. It's only been two episodes. It's the first. Like, we would be past this yeah. because, you know, like, you're constantly oh it's week two and now there's only 13 i i haven't caught any of the episodes yet but i i do have to say that we have to lend some support to the show because uh one of the contestants is a brother of one of our friends uh, at the comic shop yep. yes, yes actually Whoa. the one that reminds yeah yeah the one that reminds carrion is uh who? the one that came out no, is the first episode and right. came out like military Oh, that's yeah. right. You did say that. Oh, wow. That yeah. is fantastic. Yep. Yeah. He so, I mean, and, and not objectionable. Certainly, I don't mind them. The only one that I don't like is the Asian one from the that first group. bitch. Oh. Kardashian. I can't something, something, stand that Kardashian. Asian one. Wait, her actual, she's going in with the name Kardashian? Yeah. Oh, she fits in perfectly. Well, Ugh. yeah, she's a bitch and she's got a booty and it's all this stuff. But, um... Oh, what? Oh, who's the other one I didn't like? In the second group, there was one I did not like either. But I think actually it's the one they cut with a really thin nose. True. One that they cut. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but no, I like Milk. Uh, I like the Australian one. Um, Courtney. Oh, crap. Courtney Act. Courtney, Courtney Act. Courtney yeah. Act. I love her. I think she's really pretty and she's, she's really, she's a little, I don't know how old she is, but she seems like not as young as some of them, but not as old as some of them. Mm. I do love the one from New York that uh, uh, Divine Grace mentioned, and I can't think of her name. Yes, we're, we're terrible. Oh, I love her though. She, we could have looked at. We could look at. We up. could look it up if only and we had the internet. But um, 
Uh, I'm talking, oh. but the uh, <laughs> I can't talk and Google. I rely on everybody. Get out your smartphone. Smartphone is you know. I, and there's one friend. that that came in the second uh, episode that reminded me of Macaulay Culkin and Drake. Oh, <laughs> who's that? The one that had the only two dresses that had crazy glued the dress to the mannequin and was ripping at it to put it on. Was she the one that had the quinceanera as her box? No, no. Uh... Well, I will say also from the first group, I actually really like. Well, okay, I, I'm torn. I like uh, the one from American Idol. Um, again, I can't remember the name, but it's but the one the from American of Idol. Christ! <laughs> um, oh, the the Australian one? No, 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 no. no. Well, no, that she was on. She was beautiful. The Australian American Quite, Idol. Cotton yeah. One of the ones. You want me to read off all the names? Please, oh. we'll tell you which ones we know. All right, we have Adore Delano, April Carrion. Yes, that's Ben De La Creme, Bianca Del Rio, Courtney Act, uh, Darianne Lake. Is I'm pronouncing that right, Darianne? Uh, Gianna Gunn. Oh, this is terrible. Okay, stop. <laughs> yeah, so this is, this. yeah, like visual, I go, oh, yeah, that one and that one. Yeah. Um, names Jocelyn Fox. Yeah. Ooh, LaGranja Estranja. Okay, let's yeah. talk about LaGranja because I want to like some of what she's doing, but this is the one that does the fainting goat routine. Mm. She just drops oh, to the yeah. floor. <laughs> and to me, it looks... it Like, first of all, I will say it's it impressive. Painful. It looks painful, Look, and dra- I can't imagine practicing I used that, to but. do death drops like you wouldn't death believe. Okay. And, and you have to be really careful because if you do it right, you... You fall and like your back leg, like one of your legs supports you because uh-huh. you fall and you land on it and you make sure that your your arm is behind your head so I you see. don't give yourself a concussion. Right. So it really doesn't hurt. However, there are times where you miss and you're just like, and I'm going to keep drinking whiskey because I, I am in pain right now. Now, this relates to something that happened recently. We had a uh, the sisters event, the uh, indulgence ball. Mm hmm. And supposedly it was a ball where there was a lot of voguing. Yes. And I guess what I didn't realize is how popular the voguing culture and some of that was with African Americans. Is this like a thing? That's yeah, that's ball. I like that's the ball culture. I didn't know anything about this. The last I heard of voguing was back in like the 80s, like that Alan Moore uh, beast, uh, fashion beast. Yeah, because that was sort of touching on. Have you just want to say Vogue from Madonna? You know he yeah. does no, no, the no, white no. man I mean, that he is. Madonna's <laughs> Vogue, I'm sure, touched like it just touched it. That was at the tail end of the popularity. yeah. So that's what I didn't know recently. Like mm-hmm. that that's still a thing. No, that's no. Yeah, because no. I watched. I saw the picture. I didn't see anything, but I saw pictures and people were doing these kind of outrageous gestural sort of things, and I just didn't know about that. Yeah, like it's Paris is burning is. Have you never watched Paris is I Burning? Did, but it must have been years ago. Yeah, I don't watch remember. it again because, like, voguing, like, there are performance houses uh, and there are voguing houses. Okay. Um, and sometimes they intermix. Okay. And so, um, I have a friend, uh, who goes by, uh, High Dizzy Kid Ninja and he's part of the House of Ninja. Okay. So he can vogue if he wants to, but they're more of a, like, performance house. Okay. Um, and when you say performance house, is it like performance art or is it like. Yes. Okay. Um, so sometimes it's performance art, but he's he's a, a fantastic dancer, okay. and he comes from the House of Ninja, which is in Paris is Burning. Oh. Um, and so, like that, um, that is still a mainstay. Okay. Well, I again relating back to Astranja, Lagrange, mm-hmm. M- Melange, whatever. Like I didn't know if she was doing that or what the hell that was. But. I don't know what Death Drop is, so I googled it, and uh-huh. I'm watching a YouTube video on how to Death Drop. 
100%. Well, this reminds me of a thing we watched recently. I guess in Jamaican nightclubs, there's this thing called uh, daggering, mm-hmm. where men will jump. So you'll have a woman booty dancing. Uh, okay. And then you'll have a man kind of like dry humping. But then some of the ones we watched, in fact, the video I watched had like wrestling commentary going on as the audio. (laughs) And it had the men (laughs) jumping from like the speakers down to like dagger. I mean, that's what it's called. Oh, my God. Tony Schiavone. Can you believe he just came uh, off the top? uh, It's kind of hilarious. And so there's like all these little cultural things. I just never no idea. So Um, who else was on the show that we wanted to mention? I guess that's it. Well, so far, are we happy with the show? Like, do we like the I like that challenges? they did the, the two uh, separate teams, yeah. and then they get to merge them, so that was giving more face time yes. in a smaller group, so that was nice. She has a lot, uh, RuPaul has a lot more guests, like yeah, A-class kind of guests like, now. <laughs> no longer LaToya Jackson. <laughs> um, oh, LaToya? LaToya. Did you finish your list, or were there a few more? Oh, there were a few more. There, there's a few more, yeah. but I... <laughs> We'll, 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 we'll do our homework. We'll watch the next couple episodes. By the time we come back, we'll know all these queens. Yes. We'll there will be, be much. We will have it be easier to know them all. But, Eric, milk out of drag alone. I don't know why you. Uh, yeah, see, I knew my girl. I know my girl. What? You're just. Milk out of drag. There's a couple there's of them. Some of them, I'm like, oh my. Adore oh. Delano is, I think, the one from America. He's really cute. Mm-hmm. Um. God, a bunch of them are really cute out of drag. Bunch of, I'm just like, oh. And then there's Vivacious. <laughs> and then the other one from New York. Can I, so, quote, can I quote you on that? Yeah. No, actually, and then the the bigger queen, who I, I actually really like. She's really funny. Um, out of drag, she looks like Melman from the Letterman. What was the? Oh, yeah. He, wow. She, it looks like him. Anyway. All right. Back to serious fiction television. Uh, not that reality show stuff that we talk about. Uh, I have not watched True Detective. I know several people who have, including Jeff here. Oh, such a good show. Um, tell me in a... Don't spoil it, because I, I think it's still sort of... It just ended, right? Like, yeah, they just had the finale last night. Crashed why, HBO Go. Why is it so good? Why do people love this so much? The performances. Okay. And Matthew McConaughey and... Woody uh, Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. And the direction, the... Like the scenes, even though it's all taking place in like Louisiana, like all the parishes down in the south, it looks gorgeous. Okay. And like the guy, I guess, uh, Carrie, f- I'm going to Fukun- Fukunaga or Fuji. If it's, it's, now I will look that up and, and I will apologize for butchering the guy's name, but like he was an indie director and they pulled him for this show uh-huh. and he's going on to do like all sorts of crazy big movies coming up because of this show. Oh, wow. Uh, the direction is beautiful. And like I was, I was listening to a couple different people's, interpretations now that the season's wrapped mm-hmm. it's a show you go in and you you look at it and you go there's so many crazy ideas they're throwing at you because it's it's a murder mystery and these uh-huh. woody harrelson and Mac- matthew mcconaughey are cops uh-huh. investigating it and you th- you think it's like it woody harrelson is this kind of atypical he's an asshole cop but he's cheating on his wife but he's a you know he's a good cop and you know that's kind of like he gets uh-huh. a pass for that but uh matthew mcconaughey just plays this just soul-broken man who's a knack for solving killer, uh, murders, but he's just this doesn't believe in God and thinks the world was a mistake and thinks that humanity discovering consciousness was a was a mutation, a fluke. Ooh, I like him. Like, <laughs> but the, his performance is just just it, it draws you in and it, yeah. it, it it's it's is worth it, the show. Like, is it sort of supernatural or not really? I don't want to say. 
Okay, so that's well, part of the mystery of the. Yeah. What I hear, and I don't know, you watch the show that they're going to treat it the way they treat American Horror Story, that it's going to be the same thing, but now different cast in the next season. And that's why this entire season, you don't know how it's going to turn out because nobody is coming back. It's yeah. a completely brand new story. They haven't even announced casting for season two yet. So it's an anthology series like yeah, right. Horror Story, but yeah. so but with different character, different actors, because nobody's coming back. You don't know how it's going to end. It could go horribly wrong. It could turn yeah. out okay. You don't know. Yeah. So it's and it's, did somebody? I think I was an iFanboy, and they talked about it. A book series is it related? Is it based on a book series or based on something? The guy who wrote the season uh-huh. is a a crime novelist. Okay, Nick Palazzo, uh-huh. I think, and he he's he's done these stories before. Okay. So this is just him doing like the the TV. So it's show. not based on one of his old series it's just I don't think so yeah okay well I definitely need to check it out now that's on HBO Go which evidently kind of crashed on in the middle of the finale oh no 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 pissed off (laughs) so I didn't see it because we got home kind of late and I was they usually put up the episode for HBO Go watchers at like a half hour in so Mm -hmm. like 930 you can go on and watch the finale it started at 9 oh that's good you could be the next day yeah uh, now it just it wouldn't log in. I I couldn't watch it until this morning, wow. like first thing. So yeah, but it was great. It's only eight episodes. If you haven't watched it yet, it's eight a, hour long. It's it's basically it's an eight hour long movie. It's yeah. one long because it's the same director and the same writer it, all the way through the whole show, which is like even Game of Thrones doesn't have the same director for episode to episode. Right, right. So, so um, another gorgeous. Oh my god, the show uh, Hannibal came back. Still haven't done it. Mm, so good. So I just I, no, I, no, too many okay. procedurals. It's okay. Well, it's you know, it's not Mexican pretending to be Anthony Hopkins. I don't. Buy this it. is the thing about Hannibal. It's it's delightfully not a procedural, but there are elements of it. Mm-hmm. I think this is, they they kind of sold it the network a little bit like that. But I listened to the Nerdist Writers Panel with Brian Fuller, who, by the way, I think I I love him. I think <laughs> you I already think, loved him before. I already that. loved what he produced, but hearing him talk about what he produced. Hearing his background, there's just so much about him like that exudes out of his art and in is in when he's talking about things that I know this man is amazing. Well, and for anybody that doesn't know, he also did well, okay, let's Wonderfalls. Well, so he he kind of show started the Dead Like Me, but then left pretty quickly thereafter. Um, right. Actually, found out one of the characters from that became Ned for Pushing Daisies. Yep. And Wonderfalls. He also did that not so great uh, uh, Adam or uh, what was it called? Not Adam Stanley, the other one. Uh, yeah, Adam Stanley. No, 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 no. Uh, the Munsters. The he Munsters. did the Munsters movie that was a pilot that nobody wanted. Which so be just... he talked about that on Nerdist thing. Basically, it was too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, network just kept interfering. Anyway, so he's showrunning Hannibal. The plan is they're going to try to do at least three seasons because what they're trying to do is sort of echoes of the three big books, not the Hannibal Rising nonsense or whatever but so the first season was meant as an echo of red dragon this second season is an echo of silence of the lambs which you can kind of see if you know what's happening in it and the third season is going to be an echo of hannibal see and that's shifted because originally when they brought it back he was talking about if they brought it back and they just let him have his way he was going to do all the books well i didn't finish so he wants to do at least three if they get that far the fourth season will be red dragon that would be nice. So, if you're a big Hannibal fan, uh, this show is amazing. The acting is all very good. Uh, it's just gorgeous. It's it's dark. I mean, don't go in it. <laughs> we we watched it. Pat and I watched it while we we're eating. Mm-mm. Not the best choice because it's kind of bloody. This last episode, and... somebody tears themselves free from another person that they've been stitched to, <sighs> and it is the bloodiest, nastiest uh... thing I've seen on that show yet. 
And it's on NBC at yeah. 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So, highly recommended. Clone Wars. The entire series is now up on Netflix. So, this was never Oh, aired. neat. Yeah. All they, six seasons. They just... Oh, okay. Like, don't they, like, suppose they say they're finishing it? This sixth season right? is only on Netflix. Okay. So, yeah. they Ever since the Disney merger with LucasArts, yeah. or Lucas properties they there was a lot of things that kind of fell by the wayside right like, one of the things was this season well and this show uh it was a great show it's been highly rated everybody was a big fan of it it actually took the kind of crappy execution for the movies of the clone wars right? of yeah and, and made it interesting joshua uh was a big proponent uh, is a who big proponent. our dear colleague who our famous Jet-setting colleague out in California. We had somebody else on the show. I don't remember. Oh, I Jeff was always a part of the show. Of, there's a bunch of cats in the room. It's so weird. I hear a bunch of hissing. And um, he really likes the show and kept, kept saying great things. And I, I love Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and I need to watch it. But I think I was so turned off initially because the Tartakovsky, or I never say his name right, but you know what I'm talking about, Gendy, the guy who did Samuel mm-hmm. Jack and all that. Yeah. Like I loved his Clone Wars so much that when they announced the new one, it was CG. I was like. Eh. But I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah, it's been it. I I really like Clone Wars. It's yeah. it's fun. It's episodic enough where sometimes you could just jump right in. Yep. Uh, but there's an overall story arc, and, and they brought fucking what's his name back, um, Darth Maul. I yeah. Mean, come on. What the they hell? brought his brother back. Yeah. Oh, his brother in. Yeah. But yeah, so they've Netflix scores another win. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm watching. Uh, oh, actually, I just watched Girls Will Be Girls on there. Which, have anybody else seen this? Girl no, I haven't girls? seen it yet. You know of it, though, right? Yeah. Uh, in fact, they just announced the director is doing that Space Station 76 mm-hmm. that uh, Geeks Out shared. And um, I shared, too. I thought that was you. Um, so, Guilt Girls Girls was awesome. So, I'm watching it on Netflix, but I need to get to that. And uh, I still haven't finished, like, Orange is the New Black. And I still watch House what? of Cards. Oh, I know, I know, me. right? There's all this good stuff on Netflix. Anyway, we're not sponsored by Netflix yet. <laughs> Should reach out to them. A lot of people are. It seems pretty easy to get yeah, the whole really yeah. get a free month with us. Speaking <laughs> of which, I watched four episodes of House of Cards, oh. season one or season two. two. Okay, um, and I waited a week. I was surprised nothing got spoiled for me. Um, and then the first four episodes of the season. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I watched it pretty much in one fell swoop, yeah. and then I watched the next nine <laughs> right before my birthday weekend started. Oh, wow. And I, I had slept four hours. I'm like, should I take a nap or should I just? I'm just gonna keep watching House Aww. of Cards. It was great. Things happen. Mm-hmm. Gay things happen. Don't say Ooh. too much. Don't I'm say not, too much. I'm not. All I'm saying is, I was. I wasn't worried that it wasn't going to be good. Mm-hmm. I was worried that it wasn't going to be as addicting, which is some of the best. Like, that's what really works for Netflix. Because once it hooks you, you can binge watch. Mm-hmm. And that fervor that you get from it yeah. only increases as each episode. Like, it's, it's like, oh, it's the automatic countdown. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to stop it. It's already going to play for me. And it's, it, it didn't disappoint at all. Well, it's so true because I was I've been watching. I'm doing very slow. I'm only on season one, and I'm about to hit episode five. And I'm watching it, and I watched. I think it was episode three last night. It was really good. I was like, "Oh, that was great." So then I watched episode four, and now it's three thirty in the morning. I'm like, I want to watch episode five, but I gotta go to bed. <laughs> 
But it is. It's just like what I was saying. It hooks, yep. and I wanted to keep going, but I was like, I would have never slept. Yeah. <laughs> it was just got to go, I watched the whole thing. <laughs> I am so glad we live in an age where episodic, not done in ones, but like longer arcs, uh, storytelling is alive and thriving in these kind of situations because, you know, years ago that was sort of a thing. You know, they had it, but a lot of people are like, no, you, you need done in ones because you can jump on at any point. You don't have to be invested from the beginning. And they didn't have DVRs then. They didn't have Netflix then. So now that we have these tools, these great long term long term storytelling can stay, you know, in the you know stay viable and not be replaced by crappy reality shows. There's a uh, I heard a thing on uh, NPR recently about how the this model of shows how it's more of a commonplace like a British model. Yes. Where now you have networks that are signing shows on not based on a pilot but based on a whole set of episodes. Yeah, yeah. It's actually changing pilot season. Oh, good. And writers, actually it's, it's bad because writers are getting screwed. Uh-huh. Because writers apparently for pilot season used to make like 150% more on a pilot episode that got bought than just a regular season episode. I believe that. Oh, wow. So now networks are screwing the writers mm. out of their big bumps that they would count on for pilot season because they're not picking up a pilot. They don't think they should pay any more for a pilot. Yeah. Right. They're going to want to hold six episodes or whole seven episodes and then decide. Yeah, there's if you're interested in like the behind the scenes of television stuff, the Nerdish Writers panel consistently has great inside television information. I had now, no who idea is this? about this. Some uh, other podcasts on the internet. Yeah, 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 another podcast. No, um it's it's actually the new writers of um Thunderbolts. Uh, Acker and Blacker. Um I forgot their first names, but basically these two guys that do Thrilling Adventure Hour, they do this Nerdish writers panel, but they interview predominantly but not exclusively television and comic book writers. Oh, cool. And it's right. all about the craft of writing these kind of things, but they get into pilot season, staffing season, all of this good stuff. So if you are at all interested in this, uh, you should check that out. Now, I do want to go on because I want to talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm still the only one watching this, right? Yep. yep. Pretty much. <laughs> at least here in this room. I will say they have they continue to give us answers. And they continue. Oh, it's still getting better, people. It's still okay. getting no, better. It really, Incrementally better. It's I slowly see, climbing I will put the ladder. This out there. If you are at all, like you gave up on it at the beginning, but you go, well, you know, I should just check it out. If you go back and watch from the mid-season break, there's one episode before the break. If you watch that through like three or four episodes now, I think you're really going to enjoy it. Well, because now they were in Sith. They have well, Deathlock. Those are one-offs. Deathlock's an ongoing thing. but Bill like, Paxton. Bill Paxton was whatever. But, I mean, there, you know, it, there's an arc. Bill Paxton. It's not the done in one. The Marvel continuity that a lot of us really wanted is sleeping in. It's slow, but it's coming there. And the characters are, like, on fire. They're, like, running. They're not spending all this time introducing themselves, building up the basic, you know, parts of the show. You go back, and I'm telling you, and I, this is a common defense, but it's true. A lot of shows, when they start out, they do all that heavy lifting of establishing who they are. And the show doesn't really take off until however long in. I mean, now you see like Netflix shows we just talked about. Some of them start to hit the ground running, and those are going to hook you. Right. So they're not doing that, obviously. They didn't do uh, a good job with that. Obviously. <laughs> but if you jump in now, there's enough that they give you. You can get in. You figure out what's going on. Coulson alone, like the, the, the changes they've made to his character after he's found out what happened to him. What happened to him? Well, he was brought back from the dead. Right. And this last episode, hey, we did say we spoil. I'm going to spoil. Uh, Where's Tahiti? Tahiti is a facility, and it's like a, they're buried somewhere in a mountain. And there is a blue giant, or he looks giant, uh, in a like vat. 
and they are pumping him from his body, like his corpse, and they're taking this like blue goo coming out of him, and that's what heals. Uh, what's her name? Um, Sky, one of the, the new characters, wounds because she's dying, and they oh, give she's her that. Still alive? She's still alive. Damn. <laughs> and <laughs> and they Colson Project Tahiti is this whole thing, and that was what they brought used to bring him back. So now the theories online are the blue guy is it could be a what's his name? What's the alien race from the Avengers movie? The Chitari? It could be mm-hmm. a Chitari. They haven't said it. Could be an ice giant, a frost giant. Frost giant. Thank you. Or this is my this is my favorite theory. Celestial. It's nope. Captain Marvel, but the ultimate version. So it's so it's some kind of a Cree, and they're using this to set up either. And again, Agent Coulson gets a lot of these theories because we thought he was Vision for a while. Now people are saying he might be actually the Captain Marvel of this Marvel thing. Just Probably face not. it, he's not. Probably not. <laughs> he's not going to be anything but Agent Coulson. You know who he is? A lame plot device that they shoehorned in a few years ago. And now he made his way into comic books. He did. Cheese. He, na- he made his way in under the name Cheese. I love him. I, I, I loved him in the, what was the show he was in before that? Oh, With, Christine. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> oh, the actor. Yeah. Clark Gregg is great. Yeah, yeah. And he's a big fan of like comics, and he's a big fan of the stuff. I mean, I don't know. He's, he's good. But anyway, I'm telling you the show's getting better. Those of you naysayers out there, just try it again. I think you'll enjoy what you find. I think uh, it has to be the Mojoverse after my eyes <laughs> oh wide <my> open. <laughs> yeah, they do something crazy like that. They throw then a long shot. They, they throw long shot in the show. Hey, they, you got me as a fan. They did that. Oh my god, mutant fans are crazy. Now I do want to talk about Cosmos, and then we'll get out of this television thing. I haven't watched. I haven't watched it, watch it yet. Are you all fans of the original Carl Sagan? Series? Yeah. Okay. I'm just asking because some people they haven't seen it. Uh, you don't have to be, but if you are, it, there are moments of the new series, at least that first episode, that borderline on bringing you to tears because they do such a nice job of passing the torch. I mean, it's a very personal journey in um, the cosmos, and I think they call it just like personal journey through space and time, whatever. But that Neil deGrasse Tyson met with Carl Sagan when he was like a teenager and is the inspiration of why he, you know, is continuing on and does what he does now. They talk about that. Neil talks about, you know, Carl had me come up to Ithaca and he showed me his, you know, or Cornell rather, uh, showed me his lab, you know, it was really nice, all this stuff. It's really cool. Um, The production values are amazing. Like they have really good budget for CG. They got Alan Silvestri doing the soundtracks. It sounds like a movie. They got Seth MacFarlane. They got Seth MacFarlane doing something. Apparently he's a big geek. Oh, he's a... Well, yeah, we talked about this. He's a big geek and he's a big fan of, uh, of, of this kind of stuff. But no, it's great. And you can show this to kids and you can show this to adults. It does a good job of doing a little bit of everything to really attract the audience into what, for some people, really turns them off, which is... Sort of sciency, space time, travel, you know, borderline on science fiction because there's like a fake starship and all that. But no, it's fantastic and it's airing right now on Fox. And it's like a few channels. Well, the pre the, the first episode was. I don't know if they're doing that going forward. They even have an app, which I downloaded today. Oh, really? Where you can look at the cosmic calendar on there and look at the episode clips. It's it's cool. Yeah, so I'm it's very a, happy. I I was pleased because I turned on Hulu. Cosmos is up on Hulu oh, the next so day. Okay, yeah. I, they pulled it from Netflix. I had it on my queue forever ago. I would watch it and fall asleep, which is what oh, I Oh, no. The original. I don't know. The yeah, new the original. one. No, oh, they the, have the new one? The new one nice. is up on Hulu. Oh, I think the original they put back up there, too. Because I still have my series. 
my copy somewhere. That was the funniest thing when we were kids, just to give a little flashback. This is the only series that my brother would rent multiple times, the whole series on VHS from Blockbuster. He would watch it, and then a year would go by, then he'd rent the entire series again, volume by volume. I probably went through the show in high school maybe three or four times on tape. This was back in the VHS era. And then it was on something, or I order. I did order a DVD copy eventually, but anyway, I've watched it many times. I was the same way with Anne of Green Gables. Oh, don't Aww. tell Melody that she will talk your ear off. I love. Anne did you of ever see Green the bad G- sequel, Anne of Avonlea? Yep, yep. I had to. I had to download both of those for her just so she could reminisce. Uh, but you know what? I still watch Anne of Avonlea. I watched all of it. I miss Avonlea, by the way. And if there is, if you ever want to get a gift from me. If Avonlea shows up somewhere, I have you, a copy of it. I can give to you. What? I, no, no, not just Anne of Avonlea. Oh, but just Avonlea, like the place. Yeah, like <laughs> the series. The series that was on Disney. Oh, okay. okay. If they, if I mean, they damn, ever, I if like it you, ever but shows I don't like you that up, much. no. Can you buy me a city? <laughs> I want to be mayor of Avonlea. <laughs> Make it happen. Oh, oh God, I love oh Avonlea with Gus Pike. Oh, so. Got the vapors. I've not. I, I know of Anna Green Gables. I don't know anything else. Um, let's talk about gay news. Um, there has been some rather interesting developments. Of course, we had the Sochi Olympics kind of fade away, and now that's not a big deal. Although Russia's still a bunch of idiots and dicks. But hey, now the rest of the world thinks so <laughs> because they basically want to invade Ukraine. But that's another show. Um, um, wait, wait. Oh, so wait, wait. Um, at the store, we do trivia every Tuesday from like 7 to 9. And I, it wasn't this past week, but the week before last, I was, um, doing some stuff in the office and every, you know, trivia names, like groups have names and it's, you know, you find and you find a pun. Mm-hmm. This one group came up with Crimea River, Russia. Aww. I was just like, oh my God. That's adorable. That's, that's Crimea River, Russia. That's pretty awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. But yes. So, uh, the new or well sort of around the same time of all this we had our friends in arizona <laughs> you call them friends really? i call That's them so nice of you well, we have, we have friends Adam. in arizona yeah, they're residents well. they're not on the political yeah. party so at all. our friends unfortunately had to deal with this stupid law well actually thankfully they didn't have to deal with it because it never got into actual law because the governor ultimately vetoed it thankfully yeah. but basically it said that any business can deny any uh, patrons or people they want if they don't agree with their lifestyle uh, based on their religious beliefs. Now, I'm of two minds to this. I'll actually, I'll actually come out and be maybe the, the center here. Oh, here I think go. this law is fine, and here's why. I think that a business owner, if for some reason they don't want to have someone that just you know goes against their religion, that that's kind of like, well, all right, they don't have to make money off these people. They don't have to do a wedding cake for a gay couple. They can just say no, and the gay couple should go somewhere else. Now, admittedly, this smacks of discrimination. I mean, it is discrimination. Right? It doesn't smack. It's, it's, it's pretty much it's what it is. in the horrors of discrimination. But, but in, in an ideal world, and I'm speaking from a few friends of mine who are a little more conservative. They have this you know, out there. They could just go down the street, presumably, to a business owner that will take their business. And if we believe capitalism really works... Those business owners that are more inclusive of gays or whoever will do better and make more money than the bigoted, discriminatory business owners who turn them down. 
But so, is it me? Shouldn't just anybody be able to go anywhere and get what they need? Oh, sure. And not anybody bat an eyelash of who but, you are, what color, what sex. we're in a capitalist... Like, what is me sucking my husband's dick? It doesn't happen. But when I did <laughs> suck my husband's dick, what does that have to do me going into a deli and ordering a sandwich? It shouldn't matter. But I'm saying is, even if it doesn't matter to us, if an idiot wants to be stupid enough to turn down business, which business owners are about doing what? Business... They should be stupid, not make the money, and go out of business because they're stupid enough to turn down business. Like it will, if we believe in capitalism and the free market and all this stuff, it should regulate itself, and these idiots will not do well. But there's such a, such you, a and then they'll be out of business. This sets a very dangerous legal precedent. Brian. It's you, okay. Yeah, there's just such a large community out there that is against it that will rally against them and support them and make them grow even bigger. So now it's like doing that whole thing and. I, my two points, my two counterpoints black girl. to that is that um, get up on the pulpit, <laughs> say a few words. And I didn't want to have to, but as someone whose family, um, and other you know people of my community, black, and me having living relatives who have been affected by Jim Crow laws, it's absolutely abhorrent and disgusting. One, two. We live in a country where you have freedom of religion, which means that you are in any way, shape, or form able to practice your religion as long as it does not harm or hinder another person. Amen. In this country, you do not have the right to say, I am turning away you for... My religious beliefs. You can't impose that on exactly. anybody else. That's because, your own choice. Because the way I've always viewed it is I was raised Baptist. We when you move to the South, you're Southern Baptist. That's just <laughs> yes, sir. that's just the way it is. And in my youth and from my family's point of view, Baptists were just the way it was. Other denominations weren't exactly the same and if you were you know of a hindu faith if you um were islamic you were going to hell your religion was wrong and you need to be converted okay now that to me doesn't make sense because if you're raised and steeped in this tradition of love and acceptance exactly and you know, like you know, I am I am Baptist, and and therefore I'm not supposed to deal with the iconist like Catholics. That doesn't make sense. Like they were raised in a similar fashion of me. My religion isn't wrong, just the way your religion isn't isn't wrong. It's who it's to each their own. Right. Having said that, you don't get to say then that all Catholics never get to walk into my health clinic, a privately owned health clinic. When I'm, you know, like you see someone who's in need of assistance, who's in need of a service, you don't get to say, you know what, I don't like the way you pray or the lack thereof, and therefore I need you to vacate my premises. Mm -hmm. You don't get to do that. There are laws in America for a reason. Mm -hmm. For this, it's it's disgusting. So let me throw this out there, and and again, I I am of mixed opinion on this. I I'm doing this in part to get us debating but i am interested in having this debate because clever girl there was Mm. a scenario put out there that made me really start to think about this if you were a business owner that made 
not wedding cakes because that's the common one. I don't know. You well, were this actually came up. Floral... I, I talked about this in an insurance class. Oh, did you really? In Portland, there was a we- a bakery okay. that turned away a lesbian couple. Well, I want to go so replace lesbianism and gay. Let's re- something else. And I'm not comparing this, but I'm saying it's another useful example to discuss this as a general thing. Right. They were, you know, the KKK. Or some group neo Nazi walked in with a swastika like. on their arm for whatever yeah. reason. I'm not saying what they feel is good or bad, but it's just something you fundamentally are disgusted by, disagree with. Right? Do you, as a business owner, have the right to say, "I will not make a cake or a floral arrangement for you for this," and, and you know, Nazi whatever the hell or KKK whatever? I mean, is that similar? Not that they. Lesbians and and you know KKK are similar, but that you have such disgust for a group that you as a business owner can say no, I really won't make this for you. I'm not talking as much about clinics and so like service based things, but like I'm going to build a product for you. You're going to commission me to make you a thing. Where do business owners have the right as private business owners to say I'm I'm not going to do that? Like to say no as a private business owner, they have the right to just turn around. I'm sorry, my schedule conflicts with this. I can't do it. Not make a fucking law about yeah, it. Yeah, you like okay. here's the thing. You no, know, you just blow it you off. You reserve the right to say no. Everybody can say but no. You just don't say why. Right. The pro- no. Well, that's you, but, the problem. If you get the wrong customer, they'll challenge you. They'll want to know the reason, and then they'll make a stink about it if they're not pleased with your reason. Exactly. But the thing is, you have the right to say no. You don't have the right to legislate legislate discrimination. And that's ultimate, ultimately what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. You can't say that I, you know what? I want to only talk to people with brown eyes because my religion tells me that everyone with blue eyes oh, the devil. are blue-eyed devils. They are. <laughs> that's legitimate. They have no souls. You know, like as the Book of Mormon states, you know, what's one of your favorite songs? I believe. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a time when the Mormon faith had awful, awful things to say about black people. What was the guy changed his mind about black people? Yes. And their religion would dictate if I walked into a store or, you know, someplace like a car dealership and it's the only car dealership in town and I definitely need a car. And they're like, I'm sorry, I am not going to sell you this automobile that you may be able to pay for outright in cash mm. because you're a descendant of like you're a descendant of something evil. Like that's ridiculous. Oh, it is. It's ridiculous. My thinking was it is evil, it is ridiculous. These owners should be able to call themselves out of the marketplace by being stupid. But like Eric says, there are a lot of stupid people out there who would potentially back these people. I mean, this law got a lot of press on both sides and support. I mean, that's the thing. Sometimes we have social circles or situations where we kind of, it's like an echo chamber. We hear our own opinions kind of echoed back. But I'm grateful, and I think we all probably have our friends who are dissenting of those opinions or a little more conservative or whatever. They don't necessarily agree with everything. And so we get that perspective. And, like, that's why I was even starting to think, well, not that I again I would I don't want this law either but like you know is it is there a case or is there a way that you could say business owners can say no to something to have at least their own you know ability to not like they don't want their name on something they don't want to endorse something right. so to speak now I agree I think with oral that it should just be understood that business owners can say no and then like you said Jeff if they're challenged on it 
well, that's a whole other story, but well, and honestly, it doesn't need to be legislated. If we live in a true capitalist market, the way you vote is you vote with your wallet. Mm-hmm. If you have a business that you go to and then they turn you down, it's it's the simple it, Chick-fil-A. Jared just said Chick-fil-A. It's true. Yep. It's if you want to show your disdain of their rules, go somewhere else. But, Don't yeah. give them your business. Yeah. If enough people do that, they'll get the message. Well, and I was very grateful that there was such a. There, what was funny about the Arizona thing there was so much support or so much business owners themselves who said no to this law because they had such pushback, they had such fear of of a stigma of discrimination that they stood up and said, "Fuck no, we don't want to. A, we don't want to lose the Super Bowl, but B, we don't want to look stupid." And too I little, was too late. Very but... happy to hear that these business owners. Saw through all this and said, "You know what? No, this is dumb. We don't need. We don't even need this. Like they didn't even want. That is the one thing I will go back to. They didn't even want this. This law came from out of right field, not left field. Right field. The business owners themselves <laughs> had done. nothing. Nicely done. Nothing to do with this. Well, so, the whole interview with Anderson Cooper was just the way he just tortured this yeah. guy. He was an idiot, <laughs> utter idiot. Like yeah. me and Jose are watching. We're like just dumbfounded. The yeah. shit that was coming out of this man's mouth, trying to defend crap. Yeah." You know, but again, you want an idiot to kind of ruin their reputation and, and show how stupid their message is? Give them a soapbox, give them a mic, yep. let them have at it. Yeah. Let them Anderson hang. Cooper come on in an interview. Oh, yeah. Anderson, you're yeah. so dreamy. Give oh. them just enough rope to hang themselves. So that was pretty big. The other thing, I think, uh, was it Utah that passed gay marriage? But yep. then it was the uh, challenge. Oh, in Texas, that was also since our last. Uh, Yep. So these these well, you know only two things to, only two things come out of <laughs> only two things come out of Texas steers and queers that's right I don't see horns on you boy no well, he really says that <laughs> so uh, anyway good debate uh, I want to talk about video games millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Games because uh, I am very excited about both of these. One is not out yet. So the Arkham uh, Knight, uh, yeah, Arkham, Arkham Knight. Knight, and it's and it's the original people who made Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Yeah, wait, not, not, not oh, Origins was like that other company that, that was they hired? that was oh, okay. WB Montreal. It was like a side company, which games. is why it looked exactly like Arkham City. I see. Yeah, they didn't do anything. I know it's not on the docket, but Dark Souls Two comes out Ooh. in three hours. Jared's a masochist. <laughs> are you are you going to uh, to uh, GameStop right after this? Oh, I don't own a PS3. Oh, but, uh, you know, I could get you a cat of nine tails, and you could just flog yourself and get the same experience as playing Dark Souls Two. I, I played Dark Souls One. I know I, what I'm getting into. <laughs> just torture, just torturing yourself. Um, 
the other exciting news for me, and I didn't even realize this was coming out. The South Park game came out last Stick Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Finally came out. Last. Oh, so nothing fun. So fun. I played oh, it for God. like four hours today. So you have it. Yep. So I can borrow it when you're done. Yes. Okay, good. Woohoo! Is this PS3? I was going to get it on 360, but they didn't have any copies. They were sold out, so I got a PS3. Yeah. It's only it's current gen, so you don't have to worry about getting on like the new systems. Honestly, it's all it's, now. It's, it's the graphics are good, right? But it's, it's a South Park it's episode. South Park episode. It's a so, South Park episode. And all of the production company that makes South Park, the writers, the voice actors, everything, is all brought to bear in this game. So I mean, it is so many references. Not one of those terrible ports that people do. Or this is Trey Parker and Matt Stone. They wrote it. Is Mecha Streisand in it? Uh, they've already mentioned her once. I'm one of the beginning parts of the game, but yes. they've already mentioned her I once. Love I mean, I think there's a picture in one of the previews of the corpse of Chef. Like, yeah, you fight the zombie chef. They need the, everything they've referenced in this game. I've already rescued the uh, city walk from the Mongolians because they took it back over and they were having to serve Mongolian everything. Oh so I had to go to the pallet, the Tower of Peace, and then chase out all the Mongolians. <laughs> it was great. It's a great episode. And and the jokes they make is the uh, the the RPG elements of it. It's done by Obsidian, who did Fallout New Vegas, okay. who did oh. Knights of the Old Republic two, oh. who did they did their own IP recently. I forget what it was called. It didn't sell that well, but they've done a lot of licensed IPs. Uh-huh. Um, they know what they're doing for RPGs, yeah. and they actually have a mechanic very similar to like the Paper Mario games. Okay. Where yeah, you the can do very 2D sort well, of, and you can do like the attack space, and yeah. then timing button timing. You can do a little extra bonus uh, okay. damage and that's huge. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The classes you can be: you can be a warrior, a mage, a thief, or a Jew. That's awesome. And then as soon as you pick Jew, Cartman says, "Well, I guess we can't be friends." <laughs> that's great. So uh, another game that is exciting that it's coming out, and I've heard. Very limited because it hasn't come out yet, but the pre-release stuff sounds good. Uh, Dragon Age. They're doing another Dragon Age, which Inquisition. which supposedly they learned their lesson after, or, or was it the second one? Yeah. And it's this one that's going to be better. Well, the second one was just so damn linear. Yeah. Nothing, you couldn't do anything. It was, you're following this guy's story and that's it. And you had Dragon Age before that, which was open. You could pick whatever character you wanted. You could do what you wanted. So I have to tell you, I did not realize that Bioshock Infinite's download content, uh, Burial at Sea, came out. Both episodes. Oh, the second one came out? I think so. I know the first one's out, and it came out actually about like, in October, November. I didn't even realize it had been that long. But I got that, and I don't think the second one's out yet. But um, say Irrational's pretty much done, so. Well, yeah, that's sad. We're all, we're all sad to see them go, but it sounds like they had a bit of a mess at the end. The graphics are gorgeous. And if you like the first game, like the Bioshock itself... They go back to that world, but it's not. It's the world prior to the events of Bioshock, so it still looks gorgeous. It's People the world of Rapture around. up and running and actual function, and it's shiny and pretty. And so far, the story is nothing too amazing, but it's got a Booker, and it's a different Booker. It's basically the the Booker in Bat and Rapture, and it's got Elizabeth as some we don't know what her deal is, but she hires Booker to find one of the little sisters that they know or have a connection to so it's really pretty if you're a fan of Bioshock and Infinite or the first Bioshock you should check it out uh, Elder Scrolls Online is coming Ooh. it is it, it it looks gorgeous really I read an article of somebody who played the beta and while it's still glitchy it doesn't come out in, for a couple of weeks so they're going to be working on that um, in the, this day and age it can come out glitchy they'll patch the hell out of exactly. it exactly what MMO has not come out a little glitchy exactly exactly but 
Um, it's set like almost a thousand years in the past from Skyrim. Oh, oh they did the Knights of the Old Republic method. Mm-hmm. We're going to go far enough back where the, nothing we do matters, and except we can reference stuff that happens later on. Exactly. There, there are factions to choose from, and your your class you only get to do four in the beginning, but it, it branches out. Your skill tree branches out from there, um, and you can tweak things here or there. It's it looks amazing. I don't, I don't, one, I don't have anything to play it on, anything good enough to play it on. <laughs> Two, I'm really glad about that because it'll eat my soul. Yeah. It'll MMOs. eat my soul. <laughs> I don't know. When I can't do another one. MMOs, it's hard. You either get in on the ground floor and you're like that guy who's, by the time everybody else is jumping on board, you're like level 50 and holy uh-huh. shit amazing on your eighth character. Yeah. Or you jump in a few years in and you have more options and the, the path is more fun because they've tweaked things in some of the quests and it's not not as long and drawn out. So you, mm. you have advantages to waiting or not waiting. I have never played an Elder Scrolls game. I've considered buying Skyrim a few times just because I want to do the mod with uh, Rando, Randy... Macho Man Randy Savage is the dragons. Uh, uh, <laughs> that just still amuses the hell Lord. out of me. Uh... I don't know, uh, but I've heard Final Fantasy fourteen since they relaunched it is really oh, good. Uh, was it a Realm Reborn? Yeah, or something like that? our friend Eric, uh, he uh, he gave up WoW, and he was a pretty diehard WoW player, and he's playing that now, and he really likes it. Closest I'll ever get to WoW is Hearthstone, that yeah. card game that they have for free. That's Pretty, fun. It's good. It's fun. It's a fun it's card game. Final Final Fantasy card games, or they're more like Magic, or it's like Magic, but it's it's with it's with World of Warcraft characters. Yeah. So, it's as close as I ever get. I am playing Rocksmith now, by the way, as well. I, I bought that and plugged my bass in. I'm learning the bass, playing Rocksmith. Did you say you're slapping the bass? Sometimes. Hmm. Slap a bass. Sometimes I finger the bass. <laughs> Eric got Other it. Sometimes I slap it. I'm always good, though. I'm gentle. Yeah, it's good. All right, let's move on. Comics. I got nothing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, and uh, NC. We got a lot of books uh, stacked in front of us here. I pulled a bunch from my little boxes because usually people are like, oh, I want to read that. I read that. Has happened a few times. Uh, I don't know where to start except DC. Uh, some big news, I guess. Uh, yes. The, Azzarello. The and, golden era uh, is coming to an end. The, yes. They finally chased them off Wonder Woman? Yes. <laughs> well, well, I mean, he's been doing since episode, issue one yeah. all the way through this whole story arc with the gods and Wonder Woman versus the gods. And now he, the battle is going to happen, the battle, and then he leaves after he's done with so it. So he's leaving, but it's not for like months and months. It's well, like a, it's a couple of months. It's like Bendis is leaving. Oh, two years later. Oh, he's finally left. I'm wrapping it up. Right. I'm wrapping it up. Well, the thing is, like, the first person they have is friggin' David Finch on art for her. So now she went being an Amazon to a supermodel, and that pissed me off right off the get go. Oh. Because I love his artwork, but not for, like what Who's I liked about writer, Wonder Woman. Though? Huh? Who's the new writer though? We don't know. We yet. don't know. My my hopes is Charles Soule just is leaving Thunderbolts. <laughs> that maybe he'll pick up Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you need somebody. Well, I don't know because like the the logic is, you need something completely different. They want somebody. They want to groom her in what she's going to be in the movie, and that's what scares me. Well, the picture came out. I think I know. Supposed to. I posted the picture. The picture looked great, but very Amazonian. I don't know what the cat, what she's going to be like. Oh yeah, is she going to be just like, hi Clark, blink blink blink, or is she going to be an Amazon kicking ass? I think she'll be kicking ass. I I don't think you can go back to a. 
sort of a like you said. Oh hi, I I just don't see that happening for Wonder Woman. Well, just, like Phil Jimenez like, posted that Wonder Woman volunteers to be the secretary of the Justice Society. <laughs> I, just, I would hope that the next writer takes what what uh, Azarello did and just you know builds on it, but maybe changes it a little bit, goes in a little different direction, just because again you don't want to ape. And ate badly what you, you know. No, and that's not, that's not what we're afraid of. What we're afraid of is that we're going to slide back into the Wonder Woman that only gay men read. Right. Because hmm. right now we have Straker. We have everybody of all walks yeah. of life reading yeah, Wonder no, Woman. It's, and I think DC has to recognize that that's what works. Oh, oh, there was your first mistake. Wait, DC, uh, has, DC has to, to recognize. Wait, yeah. DC, yeah. DC has Dead to do what? has to recognize it's not Linda Carter. Oh, right. What am I thinking? Wonder Woman. <laughs> so uh, what else is DC fucking up? Let's see. Uh, Forever Evil came out and... Um, Six was fun. It was It, it was, was fun. interesting. It was beautiful. Uh, Dick Grayson, his final fate, it's not revealed, really. Uh, but we did find out who's in the hooded mask. Yes, that Alexander was kind of... Alexander Luther. Well, we I, we kind of suspicious that it was him, but what happened to him? I mean, it only made sense that it was Alexander Luther. I guess it does, but it, I didn't... That wasn't what I... I mean, I didn't have a good theory. I was like, well, it could be anybody. Did you see the movie? Because he was the prominent one in the movie, in the animated movie. Mm-hmm. Was he? Christ oh, to work. Oh, Hello! Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot about <laughs> so that. So he's always I that prominent one in, or every time well, they have him. But the new thing, like you're saying, is by making him the crime syndicate's uh, Shazam, basically. Or was it Mazaz? Mazaz? I don't... Yeah, reverse. Reverse Shazam. Uh, that was cool. You know. That was cool, but he was like, he'll steal your powers. Yeah, do you know, um, Aaron, my boss, our boss, um, I asked him what he thought about it. He's like, what people, he's like, what he likes is that Earth 3 isn't evil, it's just opposite. Uh-huh. And it's Lex, opposite like, day. yeah, <laughs> Lex Luthor, <laughs> yeah, Lex Luthor in our world wants to be the height of humanity. That's why he hates superheroes. That's why he hates Superman. Because he wants humanity to achieve, uh, specifically him, everything that it can um, under their own power. And uh, Lex Luthor, Alexander Luthor, on Earth 3, wants to be the height of every hero, and he'll take whatever he needs to get it. Gotcha. That's interesting, and probably true. Aaron's usually pretty good, got a good instinct for these things. Yeah, because he and usually he talks, talks to writers. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is what's going on. He pretends he came up with it. Yeah. So, uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I don't know. I, it does explain when you said that, and, and that, that's certainly been known, but it explains why he and Batman get along pretty well. I was well. going to say, wouldn't he be like Batman's biggest fan then? Well, and that's the new Justice League is going to have them kind of you know, either butting heads or. Well, I like the fact the like way he other. was like chapping his ass off the whole issue. He was just getting on the Batman skin. He basically, it's, it's <laughs> he's basically, jealous. It's implied he basically stopped Dick Grayson's heart, too. Hmm. Well, he killed Dick Grayson, but then at the very last thing, he was like, wait. Yeah. You know, I know. And then Batman hit him, and then an end scene, and it was just like, oh, okay. Basically, he's in a murder machine, which is an old Kirby conceit, I think, uh, from the New Gods stuff. And it's a, you got to die. If you don't die, the bomb's going to go off and kill you anyway. Right. But the only way it's wired up to your heart or it's wired up. So, so basically, the only way to get him out is to kill him or and then stop rev- his heart. And then revive him. At, right, and revive right. him. So exactly. that's probably what's going to happen. I don't think they're going to kill him. Um, now, Superman Batman Annual, I think number two, that second was one. Good. That was the first oh, one. Was, was the first, first one? one? Okay, mm-hmm. I couldn't remember. Cause I, oh, that's right, because there's only an issue like six or seven in the series. Eight. Is that, it's okay. at issue eight. I 
really liked it, and it I have not been so keeping good. up with the issues. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a fun little like they got the Superman family, and they got that the Batman family. Great. You're part of uh, Team Batman, <laughs> and they basically go up against the Mongol's son. Mm. Uh, the, the annual was better than the actual issues for me. Yeah, yeah. I started strong. I think early on with the well, Jay Lee stuff was really no, no, good. no. That stuff is fine. I'm saying the the the, the second story arc. Oh, oh, I, I see. didn't particularly in, in care the for. Annual, there was there were three artists. Uh, Jay Lee did the first third, and then Rocafort did the second third. And I think Billy Tan did the last third or something. So yeah, it was it did change. It, when it was when it turned really pretty is when I was just like I got turned off. I didn't read the second story, but Jay Lee's back and I'm right back on. Yeah, it. no, I, I I should need to get that too. Um, uh, so and then uh, Action Comics. I'm loving it. This I realize I'm really missing an good. Issue, this uh, was it Cooter. I love yeah, the Aaron art. Cooter and written by Greg Pak. Which first of all, if you don't know Greg Pak stuff, still killing it. Oh my Still god! Still killing it. This mm-hmm. December, great with Superman. But he has to be credited. I was recently uh, on a, another show, the Comic Book Bears, and we had a gentleman, uh, James Figueredo from Bear Nerd, out of Brazil, and they actually had interviewed uh, Greg Pak specifically because of the what was the book that was like an alternate sort of universe hopping X Men. Oh, Exiles. They had the Exiles? Gay, yeah, they had the... Well, no, after that. They had the Gay Wolverine. Oh, oh no, it's uh, Extreme X-Men. Extreme X-Men. They had the Gay Wolverine, and they interviewed him specifically because of the Gay Wolverine having sex with the Gay Hercules. and the, James and the, Hallett, yeah. Yeah. So, this is the Greg Pak, that fan of our community, I think, uh, both gay and bears, evidently. And uh, not only is he good at writing in good gay scenes, but he's good at writing Superman. He's doing a I mean, great job. It's, I love his the way the breathe life into Superman after the shit with Lobdell. Oh my god, kill me wow. now! You, you know, know who one of his and great crazy writing? Grant Morrison. Woo! I like the Morrison <laughs> stuff. Everyone of dimension. The Lobdell suck. One of great uh, Greg Pak's great writing kind of cohorts was uh, Fred Van Linty. Yeah, they who? always did great stuff together. I know that. What, what is Fred doing anyway? He's actually a Valiant writer. He's doing uh, Archer and Armstrong, and I think another book too. But. Um, I think they're doing a follow-up to comic book history. If he ever got over with Greg Pak again, that would be yeah, story I mean, writing magic. So this book, if you're not reading it, um, it's got Superman and Lana Lang. Which yeah, I like this. She's Finally. a very uh, she's an engineer, which is cool. Uh, she holds her own, and because she knows, you know, she's known about Clark's powers for years. Um, they have a really intimate, but not sexual, but just intimate relationship. Like they know each other very well. Um, so it's really cool and there's a new story arc starting where there's some and this is the only thing about DC they kind of take one idea and they like put it across all the books there's yet another secret government agency that looks like it's out to stop Superman another one and, oh that's right yeah at the end of that and one. we've had like well, we got the one that Trevor's doing well I'd be, I'd be okay the, if it tied to Amanda Wallace somehow then yeah, I'd be with her group so but yeah, I know it doesn't but I would say there's the one in <laughs> Superman Unbound led by the Colonel Lane I mean it's like come on now, so but it is really good. Otherwise, now the only other book I want to mention DC, unless you guys have anything, is Batman, specifically because this whole Batman Year Zero thing. It took a break. Oh, they jumped ahead Eternal. into Batman Eternal, which is the upcoming like weekly book. Yeah, that they're mm-hmm. doing, and it basically is a future that um, well, Batman has women companions now. Yep, mm. he's got Harper Rowe as Bluebird. What's her name? Bluebird? Mm-hmm. Bluebird. He's got uh, some. They haven't shown her. Oh, who it's is. Carrie. Yeah, <laughs> or it's Carrie. fucking it's Carrie. Carrie Kelly in the, uh, well, I mean, I'm okay with that because that brings in the Batman Strikes Back. Or but she Paul should be Rider. a baby. He was 80. <laughs> it's the new 52. No. It's the new 52. Uh, anyway, and then it's got spoiler uh, in a 
pivotal role. Plus, they've taken Catwoman out of the cat suit, and now she's a badass kingpin mafia. Leader, she so. runs the underworld of Gotham, yeah, which I love. So that's a lot to get to. Like that's if that's near, if that's soon. There's a lot to get to that point. You know what I loved is that someone had to remind me that Stephanie Brown was in it because everything else was so great. And I'm honestly, there are like eight people in the world uh-huh. who are clamoring for Stephanie Brown, and they are the eight loudest people in fandom. Oh, oh you're damn right. They know they own the internet. Yeah. Oh, I and, can't stand Stephanie Brown. Why? Why? Because she was an idiot. She jumped down in the middle of a mafia war going on that she orchestrated that even Selena Kyle's like, oh, girl, I'm not going down there with you. Do you not remember that when she died? No. In the old, was that old when 50? That died. was old 52. Honestly, yeah. I don't. 52. I I know only and hated little her bits of her stuff. I don't know all the. Okay. I just and they I, brought I her don't back. care. But yeah. that issue of Batman is what Batman and Robin should be. Mm-hmm. That was a Batman and Robin issue. Yes, yeah. it was because that book has been terrible. And I can't remember who's writing it. Tomasi. Tomasi. I feel bad for Tomasi. So and very rarely do I ever feel bad I for Tomasi. All I know about Batman and now Two-Face uh, is that they reintroduced Two-Face in the New 52 and he has some like deeper personal connection with Bruce and he knows who Bruce, he knows Bruce is Batman and the last issue he pulled a gun to his head and shot himself uh-huh. or something. They like, masturbated. Like, that sounds crazy. That sounds crazy. So I, I'm in, I'm in following it. I Batman, and Batman and Aquaman. Then it's Batman and Wonder Woman, well, where he's asking her help to find Damien. Something yeah. with Damien. So I there's think a big event go coming. According to Tomasi, there's a recent interview. There is a there is a thing happening in the next few months where I don't know. They, he didn't. He kind of teased it. And it, I mean, you think they would bring Damien back already? You know what? Well, I don't they, know. Selena turned around in the Eternal and said he's lost so much already. So I don't think. I don't so. think so. <laughs> I, I just I really think, so. think that when DC when when DC allowed Grant Morrison to kill off Damien, uh-huh. they should have had a solid three, four months at the most plan because they have dragged their readership through the. Through the dirt, yeah. so many Batman people. And have, everybody but Robin. <laughs> so many people have dropped off this book. Yeah, so many people. Which is a shame because I will tell you right now, the art by uh, I forget his name, Patrick Gleason, I think is actually some really good Batman art. Doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter. I dropped it, and I was one of its biggest fans because I just don't care. I don't care. So, well, and some sad. people called that too. As soon as Damien died, I think even the iFanboy guys were like, yeah. "Oh shit!" Yeah. Now we're gonna have to go through however many X number of months mm-hmm. of of Bruce just being a miserable, Brooding, grieving man. bastard. Well, and, and, and Snyder was smart because he basically said, "All right, well, we're gonna do Year Zero, so we don't have to worry about." <laughs> we're gonna go shit. back in time. We're just gonna go yeah, back, and tell, back to happier so, days. You know, the detective's been kind of all over the place, and then they killed that other book, Dark Knight. Dark whatever. Knight is done. Yeah, well, so. I mean, it, and then the relaunch with Batman Eternal, where all kinds of weird shit's gonna happen. Anyway, so uh, good Batman and bad Batman. Uh, that's all the DC stuff I really care about. Right? Um, Animal Man's almost done. Yeah, and he's going over to Canada for mm-hmm. the Justice League Unlimited, Unlimited, Justice League United. Yeah. Swamp Thing is still fantastic. Oh, good Charles, good Charles. Um, Wonder Woman, The War of the Gods, The War for Superman, Olympus. Wonder Woman Superman, Wonder oh. Woman is really good. I'm I'm interested in what they're doing with the whole um, Doomsday thing. I, I'm curious to see that's what they the do. That's the next chapter. Doom. I just don't want to read the Loeb ones. The Loeb or the Jurgens are the two things I could just. I'll, leave I'll tolerate Jurgens because. 
He's done some stuff that I like. Plus like he's, what? He's old school. Oh, come on. Back in the early 90s, I like that. He killed my man back in the 90s. Well, I hate him. There were a lot of oh, people Christ. wanting to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wasn't even Jurgen's idea. I forgot who that, I read that. You know, I don't care. The Glenn I read Weldon, it out of his book. <laughs> the Glenn Weldon Superman biography, they talked about that era, and it was... And there was a reason they did it. No, oh, gosh, yeah. I forgot. And whoever would book, have been the one who killed him, I would have hated. And know. he was the one attacked. He pulled to it. the trigger. He pulled the trigger. Well, let's move on to some indie stuff, and then we'll do Marvel. We'll save Marvel for the end because I think Marvel right now is one of the best ones. I want to talk briefly. Anybody else read Starlight? No. Nope. Oh yeah. Yeah, no. it's the first five minutes of Up meets The Incredibles <laughs> meets Buck Rogers. <laughs> That's pretty good, but those are all good things. I didn't say there were bad things. The thing is, is that when will we see another issue? Well, God only knows. Jupiter's so, Legacy number four came out. Now, six months later, how much of that is the artist, and how much is? Oh the, no! It's Don't him. you dare! Yeah, wait, no. What did no. you? You read the uh, the letter page. What did it say? I'm writing this. Uh, he's like for the the letter page for Starlight. He's like, I'm writing this. You know, and sometimes like February, no, no, it was Jupiter's Legacy. Oh. I'm writing this the first work day of January, the first day I could ever work on January. This will come out to you sometime in February or later. That book came out October, Jupiter's Legacy number three, and and this is why I'm always disgusted with Mark Millar, and I'll say it again and again and again. He expects us as retailers to hype his books, yeah. and they'll sell regardless because right. it's his. Um, his name is on it. And I'm not saying they're not good, but where do you get off just not writing something? Yep. Just not. You you get us hyped up. You're not you're, Neil Gaiman. Yeah, no. You're not Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman can do whatever the fuck he wants. Even Kevin Smith couldn't get away with that shit. Yeah. But the thing is, months will go by. Months will go by. And then he expects us to keep the the hype up for, you know, Jupiter's Legacy number four. The only reason why people still got that book is, one, it was still on their pull list. And two, <laughs> in our store, they had prepaid for it already oh, wow. when it was supposed to come out. And we had to say, mm, just been delayed. See, I thought with Jupiter's Legacy, at least, it's Frank Quietly, who is notoriously slow, but it's yeah. worth the and wait. And teamed him up with Malone. Well, they did this before, and I think it was the authority back after uh, Warren Ellis did it, and they had production delays. But, um, yeah, I know. Well, I want War Heroes. Whatever happened to War Heroes? That's the one Miller book that he just dropped like a bad habit. Oh, the never... giant penis yes. panel? It was the super-powered soldiers in Iraq back when that was a little more relevant than it is now and i i enjoyed the first two issues then and they never got, did right? anymore ever you know it was sad so no but anyway starlight is really good it is exactly like it, it's up meets I, I did the incredible the incredibles part maybe a little bit what are you talking about the buck he's, rogers he's reliving his old life he can no longer access it um and even if he does tell people they're they just like him. they don't believe him yeah i mean it reminded me sort of like John Carter if he didn't go back to Mars, and there were years where he didn't go back, yeah. and like Buck Rogers if he just went back to Earth and you know and had led a normal life. Anyway, it's the story of what happens to this older father when his wife dies and the kids have grown up and left the house, and he's remembering all these you know wonderful. Oh, adventures. I read I read the back matter. Yeah, I read the back. But matter. I mean, for those of you who are interested, if you like Buck Rogers and if you think that's a good idea, I'll say right now the old man stuff killed me because it made me kind of think. I haven't called my father in a while. You should go down and see him. I should. 
Um, but no, it's it, it, well done. And Gordon Parlov, he did the uh, Punisher or the Fury Max a few years ago. Oh, yeah, ago. yeah. Art's gorgeous. It really, really is good. So, Veil, did you guys read Veil? I read it. It was, it was all right. I, you know, I don't know. Like, I just heard Rock on War Blue. He didn't even mention this, I don't think. Like, it's so just like, what? I don't, this girl, they find her. She wakes up and she's among, amidst rats. And she talks in this weird rhymy thing that's kind of obnoxious after a while, but almost like um, <laughs> almost like almost like Etrigan. Yes, but Estrogen? actually, you know Estrogen. what she's more like? She's more like a River uh, from Firefly. Oh, so kind of kind of crazy, and evidently has psychic powers that she can like mind control people. So, and the art, I, oh, that's fucking the artist Tony Figueroa. No. You know, I like Fajur. the eyes because when you look at the Fajur. eyes, it's very mosaic. Yes, actually, you're right. The style is kind of mosaic-y, sort mm-hmm. of like pieced together. But anyway, it's the first issue. It did not grab me. It's no, it's not Lazarus. No, Lazarus. Um, oh, and God. I would rather be reading Velvet than Bale. Oh, Velvet's. Well, that's that's uh, what's his name? Isn't it? That's Brubaker. not Brubaker. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Oh, you're saying yeah. Which one, yeah. So anyway, if you're interested in Ruckus stuff, and if you like sort of like I don't know, magic realism or just some kind of weird sort of urban fantasy, it's it's worth checking out. Um, I, that's all the indie books okay. I think I uh, I certainly was paying attention to. Eric, are there any other indie books that came out that we want? Why to do mention? I feel like that there is? Revenger came out. That oh, wasn't actually, my thing. I didn't read it. No, I will say Black Science love this Remender book. Of course, I it's mean, a dark, fucked up version of Sliders. Scalera Art too. Like, who doesn't I love Sliders? I love, I love Sliders. It is Sliders, but it's also like a little bit of Lost in Space, but really fucked up. And that they're you know sort of a family, but not really. And they're a, a family plus coworkers, really. Um, but it's giving Remender a chance to do just crazy shit, like he did in um, uh, that other book he did that was like a pulpy science fiction. Oh, oh, fear oh, agent, fear, fear agent, agent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's basically like they. He think he said it's like a spiritual successor to fear agent, but fear agent. But um, I yeah, love that, it. that whole him trying to do fear agent and Punisher didn't work out so well. Oh, <laughs> the wake came back. We did not mention this. It's sort of oh, indie because it's Vertigo, so but not really. So the wake. Uh, if you haven't been following this Scott Snyder book, um, they jump ahead basically because they kill everybody off in the other <laughs> other characters they were following. And the one thing that really impresses me is the color palette. I think I don't know if I mentioned this with I think I mentioned with comic bears. It's like very like pastels. Like uh, Snyder has like a thing for his artists to use like pastels because Batman Year Zero predominantly like a pastel sort of color mm. palette, which is which is cool. Like it's not what I would pick for the future, but yet it sort of seems to indicate that kind of. Vibe. This is I think but, this is one I heard about. This is the one where like the first part of the story was all about how the world ended right, and all the people right. you're and following. Now we fast forward in the second chapter. So it's like Waterworld. Yeah. It was all caused by these little evil mermaids. Basically. Evil mermaids. But I hate saying that. I try to like I just well, go try to sell with a straight face. Uh, well, yeah, sirens. I mean, they're 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 all of the mythical. They're an amalgam of those mythical creatures. Right. They are the root of right. where those stories come from. And they look like from the trench in Aquaman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, that's exactly what they are. <laughs> Jeff John's like, oh, never mind this. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you like post-apocalyptic stories. Um, it's definitely right up your alley. It's so good. It's so good. I love it. All right. Let's move on to Marvel because there's a lot of number ones. All new. All now. Um, let's start so, with the worst. 
Which one's the worst? Fantastic. Yeah, right four. on the front. <laughs> so, it's who's, funny who, you say who's that. Who's writing that now? It's um, Robinson with art by uh, Leonard Kirk, and actually, I didn't like it either. Which is sad because you know what? Oh, let's let's backtrack before we let's go back to DC for one second. Oh, Earth two, awesome. Yeah, actually. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's just it's <laughs> been it's been great. It's been action packed. People are dropping left and right. Superman, man. Oh my god. I, I will say this: I love James Robinson. I mean, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. And I thought his Earth 2 was okay. Like I was like, well, okay. I'm excited for what he's building to. But he never got there before he left. And then now this guy... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't uh, know who's doing it. Oh, Do it's... Tom, Tom Taylor. Taylor. Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor. Yeah, it's layman. the character in Unwritten. Layman. Yeah. Is writing it. And it is phenomenal. Like, it's taking No, all it's the, Mike Carey. Oh, Mike Carey. Mike Carey is Tom Taylor. Right, right. Basically, Tom Taylor is the real person, but Mike Carey invented Tom... Anyway, long story. Um, Tom Taylor... Has done a phenomenal job. He did a good job with the uh, the video game tie-in series. That's I think Injustice. where he really yeah that mm. was his thing. yeah oh yeah that was really good. Which mm. also features an evil evil Superman, but um, he can write a evil fucked oh up Superman. God. It's good though. He it's, just it's, he just asked Mark Wade for some notes from uh in or what uh irrede- irredeemable. Oh oh yeah, yeah. That's how you write a fucked up Superman. So what don't you like about this Fantastic Four? Because I well, I'm sort of the same way, but I don't know why. Here's here's <laughs> <My> the <babies>. thing. <laughs> You start out, yeah. You start out with Sue sometime in the future recounting uh, uh, to Valeria how everything went wrong, right? And like why she left to be with Uncle Doom mm-hmm. because you know Reed lied to her um, and kept secrets from her, like they, they, that they were dying. And I understand that you know you're you're wetting our whistles. Uh, I'm sorry, wetting our appetite yeah. for what's coming. Like how do we get to this point? Right. Totally got it. Yep. And I understand that you want to show that you have a, a firm grasp of these characters and you start out that book with a really big fight scene and them using all their powers and working as a team. <laughs> but how do you, and I'm, you know, Fraction is hit or miss with his series yeah. and his last series sucked. Yeah. The last iteration of Fantastic Four coming off of Hickman's awesome run. Oh, yeah. Sucked. Oh, especially. But FF was okay. FF was fine. Um, but yeah, but how do you really kick off a series that needs a shot in the arm? You bring in a really big villain, not Mole Man, <laughs> Fin Fang Foom. Who do- yeah. did he have pants? Uh, yes, yeah, I think so. All right, Fin Fang Foom's got pants again. It was it, and it was it was yes, it was the throwaway villain. Check if he had and the actual threat comes later. But it was fucking Fen Fang Foom. Best yeah. execution of Fen Fang Foom? Next Wave. Yes. yes. No, Next Wave nailed it. He did have pants. I, it I was have just... A, yeah, pants. It I have was, a question. Fen Fang Foom's got pants. go to prison? It, no, that's, that's, that's in the future. Coming. Oh, okay. Yeah, this, so basically, th- uh, th- the things in prison, uh, I don't know what they should happen to Reed. He's, Reed is, is, has lost his <laughs> intelligence. Yeah. Or he's at, he's at the scientist version of writer's block yeah um and johnny has a burnt out no pun intended career and is all washed up and drunk see i honestly i mean and and going back to the tv thing hannibal this season does a 12 weeks in the future thing at the beginning of the season (sighs) that's a great story convention if you can do it right yeah so many people that might not have the strongest story do it as a crutch yeah. because they want to show, hey, this is what we're leading up to. This is it's why you should funny. stick around. It's putting the hook at the beginning of a song as opposed to later in. But it's, the, it's sometimes it's done because the person's storyline is that weak. But see, and and 
Case in point, that's exactly what Fraction did in the beginning of his run. Yep. You see them out in space and all this cosmic radiation stuff is happening. And, uh, and it's, it's Reed's got, <laughs> Reed's got <laughs> arm cancer. Reed's got arm cancer. So, Magneto number one. All new. Marvel Now. What do we like? Do we think it's good? I... Colin Bunn and uh, Walter. It's Magneto being Magneto. Yeah. He's just Somebody said on a tyrant. it's not so much he's an anti-hero, it's he's more of an anti-villain. Because an anti-hero kind of goes in and is like that, he'll he'll do things heroes won't do. He does that too, but he, actually, the way I like things, he's more like Dexter for anti-mutants. He's basically a serial killer killing people who hurt he, him. I mean, no. He's going back to like if you had a little moment way back yeah, when. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's doing his homework. He wrote home. that shit down. He's like, mm-hmm. That made my ledger. He just walked in and tore his feelings right out of his mouth. I'm like, I saw this in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Very much inspired by the first class uh, Nazi hunting. But uh, what, I think by issue five, the X-Men going after him. You think? Is this, where, is this where it goes? And like, Well, because it started off with bad again. You know, saying that I did this for you, and he's like bullshit. You know, in Legion, Imagine I don't know how he went on this this rampage. You know how yeah. it turned into that. I thought he was just gonna like battle with Mystique and all of them, but yeah, it does sort of set him off on a sort of interesting path. And I like the they still Sentinel. they still curbed his powers. Those powers are still inconsistent. Well, not really. Yeah, he does a lot for not having his powers under control. I oh, I so. really think I don't know what Bendis is trying to do with this like uncanny X-Men has broken powers. But they alluded to maybe it's more mind over matter because he wasn't a part of the Phoenix 5. Yeah, he wasn't. And but he was affected by them. I suppose. affected him and that's what they were getting away with. Yeah. But there was one moment in that book where he's like battling and nobody knows who they're battling and then all of a sudden he just pulls a costume together and they're like, oh, fuck, it's Magneto. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty awesome. Like, that was that was the moment. The art is very good and it's very from his own head. Like he's, it's just his inner monologue for most of the thing. Yeah. So, you know, if you like that, it's good. There's, like I said, there's lots of action but there's also lots of plotting and planning and He's stalking, you know, kind of serial killer style. Dexter. Yeah, I, I really think it's yeah. anti-mutant. Yeah, that's, yeah. Now, Moon Knight. Um, oh, no, not again. It yeah, was good. No, Warren it was Ellis. Good. Warren Ellis. Declan Shalvey. Oh, never mind. The art is probably one of the big things. The color is really nice because the the Moon Knight character is, like, all white. Mr. Knight. Mr. Knight. He's got, like, his little suit and everything. He's got his limo he pulls up in. But the, the, the thing A behind self-driving the self-driving limo. Oh, nice. Yeah, I that's, love that. Well, Google's got him. No, the thing that they're building to is in, it's establishing that the he has multiple personalities, right? Right. That's one of the Moon Knight's characters. Bendis beat that to death. Well, oh. they're they're taking a different twist. Uh, Ellis acknowledges that, but he basically has somebody reveal to Moon Knight or whatever his name is. They're not multiple Mark personalities. Spector. Well, they're they're not. It's not, he's not his brain is not working correctly. He has brain damage from whatever. The was it Khonshu? Yeah, whatever the Egyptian deity slash that, extraterrestrial did what, to that him resect, that resurrected him. It broke his mind in a certain way that he now has these alien influences in his brain, and he actually those manifest as these other personalities, these other characters. So it's interesting, huh. and that was a nice twist. Yeah, it's, it's a very Warren Ellis twist. Well, yeah, yeah. it's it's not as Warren Ellisy as some of his books are, certainly. But it's good. It's solid. It's, solid. it's interesting. I love when he shows up like on a crime scene 
And one of the rookie cops are like, oh, it's uh, Moon. And another cop just shuts his mouth, goes, no, we call him Moon Knight. He's a vigilante. But Mr. Knight is a concerned citizen that wants to help. (laughs) He's a consultant. I was like, well, that's awesome. (laughs) He's he's a consulting detective. I mean, he stands there and basically tells them what they're looking for. And then he basically says, well, I'll take care of this because it's in the sewers. And you know, I guess that's where he likes to stop. Doesn't get any dirt on that pearly white cop. And you know, it, it, it really works. Like, the the moon has different phases. Yeah. Conchu is, you know, has different aspects. And now he is like the 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 right hand of Conchu, where one of his aspects is he protects night travelers, people who travel by night. Yeah. And so that's really what he is now. And I, I really like that take on it. Because I've read the Bendis Moon Knight. Yeah. I like the Bendis Moon Knight, actually. It was good. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, Malif. Yeah, I'm not saying gorgeous. it. It's not saying it was bad at but all, but little, it, it was. Way, I'm crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Moon Knight is one of those characters that, for the longest time, Marvel has tried and tried and tried to find a good delivery method. Yeah. Like Captain Marvel's another one of them that they're always trying. Not not Carol Danvers, but the original Captain Marvel, like or, or Marvel. Because they had a run in the early 2000s where they were they they had a little bit of fire where like they they turned him crazy and he started to catch and it was like oh now th- this is the interesting thing with him yeah. the, there are certain characters that are always trying to show that right angle to show to present to fans like this is why this is a good character maybe you'll like this yeah maybe you'll like this yeah no, it's <laughs> and it's cool it's I mean he's basically Marvel's Batman in, in a lot of ways he's kind of a crazy Batman yeah. I mean, he's all white, so he's like the Batman from uh, Gothopia. But the problem is they did the supernatural turn on him early on in his career, like with the Khonshu thing, and now they're always having to justify, well, he was brought back by an Egyptian deity, and, you know, he's nuts. And now they're going back to that stuff. Uh, Another, uh, well, not that that was Charles Soule, but we mentioned Charles Soule earlier. Uh, She-Hulk is still, with its second issue, (laughs) hilarious (laughs) Patsy... uh, Patsy Walker slash Hellcat shows up. She's a mess. (laughs) She's a fucking mess. She just wants to be back in the game, and they go out drinking, and they get to a caper because she basically sets it up. She's wasted. Come on, let's go take them out. (laughs) Let's go pick a fight with some mafia types. You drink just as much as me. I'm a Hulk. (laughs) She's like, you you have things. She's like, I feel like I haven't been anywhere. I, you know, I don't have a job. I don't have a man. I just, I go out and hit things sometimes. <laughs> I, I love that he's taking this irreverent tone. It plays to her lawyery stuff a little bit. She's got this funny new assistant who has a, a monkey. Yes. Or whatever. That was, it's like very odd. I keep just wondering what the hell that is. But, you know, she shows up and she's the only, basically the only applicant that wants to have anything to do with her. And just like, talks her way into the job and is like there whenever she needs her it's sort of i'm sure there'll be something there but but the patsy hellcat thing the art with polito i mean he just other than maybe her eyes being a little spread out sometimes looking like she's a little wall-eyed awesome art and i'm just so glad they did this who had who had the last great run on she-hulk before this dan slot it's been that long yeah but it's it's why george burn john burns well but i think he was then and then dan slot after that but they yeah. both like. No, I was kidding. John Burns was just like, "Look at my breast. I'm fucking everything. I'm the Hulk." <laughs> but it's like that's the, the sexy Hulk. It seems sexy like that, that's the key to the She Hulk is you don't take her as a character. You can take her seriously sometimes, but her name is She Hulk. 
you got to have some irreverence. You got to have some silliness in no, there. No, it's silly. I mean, it she, is. It, it's fun. It's she, fun of all the Hulk derived characters, has to have made out the best. I think. Yeah. Yeah. A bomb did all the do brains, so well. all the beauty, and she's a badass. Savage Hulk. Oh god. Savage She Hulk. Red Hulk. No. Uh, well, Red Hulk is doing pretty well now. Yeah. Oh, it's thanks, Charles Soule. No, 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 not Red She Hulk. Oh, that oh, was Red awful. Hulk. Yeah. Oh, okay. well, what's Bessie Banner up to right now? Eh, she, she just didn't goes exist for a little while. I don't have a job. She's gonna go to Jennifer. I don't have a job. You got things. <laughs> things. Um, Captain America. Are you guys reading this? Yes. One? Rick Remender. He did this crazy, weird. Uh, Dimension Z storyline. They went through which all I that. which I like. Oh, Ar- I loved it too. Arnim mm-hmm. Zola, Arnim Zola, no. daughter of Zola. The thing that's come out of that though is Cap is really in a weird mental space because uh, Jet Arnim Zola's daughter has really kind of influenced him in a way to make him question certain things he's always held up as you know strong values. And I think this is sort of well timed because it gets to dis- mistrust of Shield. In this last issue I read, uh, he uncovers the city-sized helicarrier, mm-hmm. which we basically have seen in the previews for the new Captain America movie. And it's this whole, this one guy, the Iron Nail, who's like a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and now turns sort of, you know, not terrorist, but I mean, he is a terrorist. No, he's, he's freedom fighter-ish, sort of trying to destroy S.H.I.E.L.D. from within because he believes it's bad for the world. We're capitalist pigs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they've done this thing so with Robert Captain America. <laughs> they, they've done this before. They did this most recently, I think, with Civil War, where they really played up the shield yep. is not in it for your best interests, yep. so to speak. Yep. And I don't know. I mean, it, but it's it's pretty good. And he's gone it's this really good. Yeah, it's it's good. But he's gone this really trippy, psychedelic sort of Doctor Mind Bubble Agent or uh, Weapon Minus One Minus. Yeah, weapon, something. weapon minus. Yeah, as in as in like the Weapon X program, yes. but the other yeah. direction. Yes. Yeah. They took oh, super serum soldier, <laughs> yeah. uh, the serum, and they mixed it with LSD. Of course, like you do. And this guy now, uh, he's been in a vault preserved or whatever. He has the power to make you believe what his reality. You know, he, by literally, like he has this bubbles. little like port uh, sticking out of his head, <laughs> and these bubbles. Like form out of it, like this Thought energy bubbles. No, they're mind. They're mind bubbles. Mind and bubbles. if they if they glob onto you, like onto your head, he'll you can see everything that he wants you to see. Yeah. They're self contained delusions. Like so man, right now. mastermind is just thinking I had so much better of a power than you, man. <laughs> so he's using it right now to drive. Nick Fury Jr. to do his bidding and this to kind of go into a shield facility and can they convince just, them it's like a Hydra facility. Can and, they just kill off Nick Fury Jr.? Can we just well, do that? The thing is, if you don't get out of the bubble somehow, the, the only way to get out of the bubble without him killing you, because I guess once he's done with you, he just kills you, is to kill yourself in the in the like mentally you have you to do know s- it's a dream so you gotta kill yourself to wake yourself exactly, up out of the dream exactly. so that's the way out now so somehow nick fury jr has to do that so anyway it's really good uh klein's doing the art uh i, I just it's fun it's countercultural it's rick remender so it, he just is sharon carter still stuck in dimension z uh, they have not gone back to dimension z okay so yes right, okay. so we can only assume so or she's dead for now so uh i do want to talk about wolverine the x-men for our x-men fans uh, we know there's a lot going on in the X books. I know Eric talks a little bit on his uh, bath time with Eric, and uh, upcoming that was very good. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, the Latour. Yeah. Um, so all new creative team uh, for Wolverine and the X Men. Uh, Jason Latour and art by Ma- Mahmoud Asrar. Um, 
It's all about Quentin Quire and the kids, really. It's they. they it's all are, about Quentin Quire and the Phoenix. No. Let's just say it like it is. See, the Phoenix Enterprise, Phoenix Inc. Phoenix is everywhere. It basically the end of the okay issue. Oh, really? I'm okay with you. Me. haven't hit that point of saturation yet? Oh, no. So, so, have happen. I ever? <laughs> I know you and Pat are going to be doing a, a thing with your bath time and do a microsode about the trial of Jean Grey. Correct. But I'm curious to know about, do you have a strong aversion to Quentin Quire being a Phoenix or not? No, because I know like Gene it. got it. I don't care. Okay. Now, you know, fine. Now I have young Gene Gray, but then that, the the what? The future with the young old Gene? Yeah. She said that it was still went to her because she said, don't you hear it calling to me? It wants me. Uh-huh. So obviously she still gets it from him. Yeah. So I'm okay with it. So everybody else is a second and also ran. Gene will always be the one Phoenix well, she, home. Well, they go, is it? Oh, crap. There was a redhead that they showed, and I think it was in that one, right? I can't remember. They were talking we read, about the, we read two issues. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I'm trying to think, but there was a moment where they're talking about the Phoenix Force, and there's a redhead talk about. It. I'm like, what's the fuck, the Phoenix and the redheads? Um. So you don't. So you're okay with the storyline where it's basically gonna. Yeah. Okay. Plus, remember when we realized there's the white hot room and and Grant Morrison's well, at the end of it. Put these like we in. all like yeah. I saw a pink haired guy and I'm just like that is Quentin Quire. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I think that they've all taken this from Morrison, but um, I don't know. It's interesting. I'm not. The art's okay. It's very manga-y, sort of that style. Um, I'm. I'm. It was okay. I don't know, Pat. I it think gets Pat's better. Done. I think Pat's done. I will make it one more issue. Give it a go. It see gets if better. It gets better. Yeah, the second one was good. Um, of course, we're gonna you know, let you guys talk about Trial of Jean Grey in the tub. In the tub. In you the guys tub. Will have fun with that. After that, I walk around up. MegaCon in a man-made tub. So, so if you are going to MegaCon in like not very many weeks, actually, this I think will come out. Uh, no, yeah, the week before Megacon, it'll be like that that Friday. So, okay. you know, if you're listening to this, you're at Megacon, look for Eric. He'll be walking around in a big bathtub. In a big something. bathtub with a cameraman. Did anybody uh, else see John Barrowman at one of the more recent conventions? He had his hand on the junk? No, he had his like his face pressed oh, up against a guy dressed up as a, one of the soldiers from Sparta in 300. He just had this 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 rapturous look on so his face. So really, you either need to be scantily clad and really showing off your muscles. I'm going to be. Okay. Or, <laughs> or bring little cute boy people with you and then maybe... One of the two or both will all... These are my bubbles. Get them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'll, I'll create my own bubble, my Could mind bubble. <laughs> they just have like a bubble over their crotch and that's like their underwear. <laughs> and oh, my God. So uh, one more book I want to mention, uh, Miracle Man, wow. if you have not kept up with it. Why? I have. Uh, I did a comparison that I put it up on Facebook. I, I need saw to share the... it on Flame, Flame On's uh, page. The Modern inking versus co- classic inking. inking. Like... It's the same books, but they've done such an amazing job. It really transforms these stories, and it's something that looks very modern. And you read it, and you think, oh, this is this is modern. It, it's got such an adult – I mean, it was Alan Moore, although I love it in the uh, Marvel ones they released. They call him the, the, original, the original writer, writer. No. which is kind of hilarious. But I read the originals. They were good. Yeah, and I didn't realize when I bought a bunch of these that these were the ones they were retelling, so I actually just got this out because I was like, oh, I wonder where this fits in the story. And it's pretty much the third issue, so I no. have like – uh, bits and pieces of it, but if you're a big fan or if you've been curious about Miracle Man, because it's been out of print, uh, Marvel's been releasing these nice little uh, four or five dollar issues that have like back matter and a couple other stories from different like Warrior magazine and all this other stuff. And oh, Alan Davis, some of his early art arts in this, and it's cool because it doesn't look as Alan Davisy art as it does now. You know, when he does like Wolverine, everybody looks like they have wide faces and clothing from the seventies. It's and still sort of. Yeah, the Hate the smiles. way he dresses, Tim Smudge. So you'll be at MegaCon. That's yes. coming up. 
we just had an episode right before this in the feed. We had our little Divine Grace uh, episode of Dragons and New Spandex. If you have not heard the Divine Grace, you owe it to yourself to go back one issue or one episode in this feed and listen to it. She is hilarious. She is satirical. She is biting sarcasm. Like, Super fantastic. But wrapped in a southern draw that will melt your heart. <laughs> and uh, she actually has awesome. some really good insight to drag uh, drag culture as far as RuPaul. She knows a few. She's written for a few of the queens. So you definitely want to check this out. Uh, we are all on social media now. Oh, and email, I should and say. And email. Although you should probably get a Twitter at some point. I need a Twitter now? Well, you don't need a Twitter. But, uh, Flame On Show on Facebook. Flame on podcast on Twitter. We had to be different. Mm. Flame on show is our website. There's good content there. Now there's emails for everyone on the show, and, but we all have emails, including Jeff at Flame on Show. That's the new one we've just put out. I, I, I said from Jeff last show, straight man from hell, from <laughs> flameon.com. <laughs> like I said last time, I'm still looking for great ideas. So if you if you guys have for great, a handle. Uh, Great show the ideas. Heterosexual has got to be the. Hand. I like the flaming heterosexual. And besides, flaming heterosexual that's been around for years. That was it does since it's, I moved to Orlando. I think you described yourself as that. Actually. I did. Yeah. I coined that. So uh, the Trademarked. other thing is, Don't copy we it. want your feedback. We got some feedback from a listener in Houston. I believe. Yeah, um, there is a listener who one is adorable. Oh yeah, out of Texas, uh-huh. and two, do you do that stalking thing? I didn't stalk him. I didn't stalk him, but he kept showing up. So is he on our Facebook? Yeah, yeah he's on our Facebook. Do you not uh, remember his name? Joel. Oh, Joel. I know yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah. I want to say it's like Joel Bradshaw or something. Uh-huh. So like, shout out to him. And he's on like our own here. private booster club out of he's Texas. Actually, and he's got the Superboy shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he, he. This one doing the flex, the arm flex. He is. In the, in the photo. He is adorable. He's super adorable. And he does comment a lot. If you are not on our Facebook page, who posted that? Me. <laughs> are you surprised? Oh, my God. You've been posting, like, some, not porn, but, you know, nice man candy on here. We have been maintaining the Facebook page. We've been doing no, good. No, I man. actually, I'm very happy with the Facebook presence. We are we are over 500 fans, which uh, or likes, I should say. Which Thank is you very so much, everyone. Exciting. Uh, I would love to see it go even higher. Oh, so if you are yeah, a fan of ours, you should definitely talk to your friends and share it with others. So I heard uh-huh. my and my brother's dear friend and fraternity brother, Brant, yes. brought you something. He brought me a birthday cake Aww. on my birthday. That's such a sweetie. He, I was working. He's super, super he sweet. He has become a huge fan of Flame On, which is funny because I, I don't even remember when it came up in conversation with him. But he basically went and mainlined from the beginning. Mm. See, Pat's been mainlining pop culture happy, yeah. happy hour from the like most recent back. Brant, from the very terrible, awkward beginning, mm. all the way to I think he's a year a year behind. He's still. a year a year behind. So, so he'll get this in like maybe five <laughs> to six months. Or so. But it's hilarious because he'll get the stuff and he'll be like, "Oh, I just listened to such and such, and I heard you guys talk about this." And he'll he'll come up with something from the episode. I'm like, "That's not. It's, that sounds funny. I don't remember saying that. I were, I don't remember talking about that at all because it a probably clever, wasn't from bastard. you. Yeah, really, probably wasn't. But you I mean, don't exist to him. Jeff. He, he is so supportive now, and when he said he wanted to bring you a cake on your birthday i said that would be amazing it was you know because i'm not a huge like birthday cake traditional party sort of person so everyone knows not you know you don't have to worry about that just whatever Mm -hmm. but that was the only birthday cake i got so Mm -hmm. i it didn't it even though i didn't want one it made me realize oh 
Oh, somebody thought about me and got me a cake. So next year you're going to want cakes from everybody. Not everybody. Well, just that, most people. That, no, just donuts. No. Just donuts. Out of Titusville. Out of Titusville. Donuts for you. Oh, plug, I haven't been there. Oh, we have. Wait, was the donut place? What is this place? I've, oh, the best them. donuts in the world. I'm a donut mm. connoisseur. Whore. You have to whore. drive just out to Titusville. Yeah. Sluts. Drive I don't out need to get paid for it. I'll eat donuts for free. Dixie Crossroads for dinner. Yeah. Get some good seafood. Get some rock shrimp. Yeah, rock shrimp. You go to the donuts for you. They close at three. Oh, fuck. three in the afternoon. What's, what's the place called? Donuts for you. With Donuts the number for four. you. Never gonna make it out there. No, Maybe what you do is we ch- you try to like swindle in on Eric and Oral's hookup. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we asked Megan and and Neil to bring us donuts, and they bring us donuts. Uh, they brought us what six? Yeah, they brought us a dozen. Okay. So if you're in the Titusville area, you should check this place out. So Tell can I go get my? Can I go to my dentist and then go to the donut shop? Oh, yeah, is that, that's is right. The, Our dentist is in Titusville. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I was just there. All right. Before you go, well, let us place our orders. <laughs> I'm going back in April for some fillings. I'll Fantastic. let you know. I'll let you know. So uh, please reach out to us. I love hearing from our fans, and we've had so many more comments lately on on Facebook. We've had some good retweets and comments, or whatever you call tweeting back at people. The con season is coming. I know we're going. A couple of us are going to Heroes in Charlotte. So if you're at Heroes Con, definitely look forward to looking for us there. And maybe even either GamerX 2 or uh, BentCon this year. Got my fingers crossed for at least one of them. Probably BentCon. Set a but, goal. Um, please uh, look for us. And if you're interested in getting any of your questions answered, we really did enjoy that Like back in that day when we had our little question and answer thing. and. I would love to do some more relationship advice. Uh, from us? Not, yeah, from we us. We talked about I don't this. have sex. Oral's in a lovely world. We talked world. about this. It would be kind of fun to be like giving terrible Jared's the only one who can give advice. advice. Yeah, at this point. Because well, he's successful. I'm, I'm in a healthy relationship. You're, you're straight. You don't yeah. care. Hey, it, it applies. It applies. I'm sorry. Way. I have a choice and I do not have to cater to you. <laughs> <laughs> According to your brother, well, I could say no. <laughs> oh, there yeah, you go. Yeah, he did leave that window open. Yes, I am a discriminatory bastard, <laughs> but I am in a healthy relationship now, so that's what matters. But we really do want your questions, whether it be relationship, comic book. God, I don't even care. We'll explain gay culture to you. I have had people ask me like five times in the last two months, what is a bear? What is this bear thing? Why are you a bear? I mean, whatever your question is, we will answer it no matter how involved and in, in, in whatever. We'll do whatever you want. Why do Just, people call me a power one? bottom? I don't understand. No, we've already been. <laughs> We actually, I think we did do. We that did do a power bottom <laughs> thing, or, or go back and listen to all our previous episodes. But no, we we'd love to hear from you. Every time we get any comment or feedback, it just makes us really happy to know you guys are enjoying the show, and that's what matters. Yes. So, thank you guys for listening. And on that note, say it. I'm not fucking saying. Flame it. off. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, Nerdapalooza, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com.
You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Hey, baby. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 